everyone. Just before we start this episode, I wanted to cut in with kind of just a fun factoid. This is actually episode 200 of Shardcast. Uh, we started Shardcast in 2017 and we've been going consistently since then. We don't really talk about the ones that were pre-2017, pre-Oathbringer times, but wow, episode 200. That's a really cool milestone. I was going to put it in what would be the next episode, but I didn't count. So we're getting something cut in right here. And wow, you guys have stuck around for so long and listened to so many hours of content. And that's just really, really cool. And thank you so much for sticking around. There's 18,000 subscribers on YouTube and many more listening on audio. And I just think that is Really awesome. Uh, there's a lot more to come, and so stay tuned. Please stand by for further details. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion, and of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works in the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Evgeny. Hi, you used my real name because you're bad. In, in this organization, I am known as Mr. Silver. Are you? Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need an explanation of that one. Uh, sure. Is that what Argent means? Is that, it is means that, silver, is that, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. I, I oh, like Argent means silver? Okay. Yeah. Again, to me, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't like mean, mean that, but like, yes, Argentum is Latin for silver and the English word Argent means like silvery. I like how the top Google result for Argent is also some stupid Ethereum wallet. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that, I didn't that realize that, that Argent was a real English word. I thought it literally was just like a name that people use <laughs> in various situations. It, Excellent. It's not a very common one, but but it happens. It shows up I'll in the Dresden files. Hmm. Also joining us is Grace. Welcome back. Hello, my code name is Gator Girl, and I made the joke first, and then Argent made us redo the intro is, so he could make it. That is true. It. We did. Yes, that is factual. That is true. Also joining us is Jesse. Hello, my code name is Lady. And lastly, but not leastly, we have Marvin. Hello, you may call me Crispy Saw today. Wait, what? Crispy saw? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so my real last name. That there are two meanings to it. Like there, <laughs> there is it's what's rush. And in German, that word can also mean crispy for like some baked goods or whatever. They if they are rush, they're crispy. <laughs> but it might also come from like blacksmith or whatever, like some weird thing. And so they make swords. So I'm a crispy sword. You're a crispy sword. Yeah. I'm now trying to figure out whether I can like do this with my own names <laughs> and, and like amalgamate them somehow. Because we did this at my workplace a while ago uh, and I found out some very interesting things about my old last name. It just meant a lot more than I was expecting. It was a lot more specific. <laughs> and I'm Chaos. Uh, and this intro went great. Uh <laughs> Welcome and to Shardcast. Welcome no, to Shardcast. We're going to talk about our names. We're yes. going to talk about our names. That's what you. That's what you clicked on this episode for. But 
We have exciting stuff in this episode, but before we do that, Evgeny, what do you got? For oh boy, what do I got? Hold up, let me. Uh... Okay, so this is the first episode I am recording since Dragon Steel Con. Yes, and and so I have a hole uh, that I'm not I'm not going to show all of it because we have more episodes. Yep, we have that. What am I wearing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing last year's convention shirt so wow that's, that's not topical you. but no. i i've got this water bottle that everyone i think everyone oh, in the okay. VIP, uh okay, cool. badge got i was expecting it to be a just a regular water bottle that you were showing off it is, that, that is what i'm used to for it you it is so this is this is nicely like engraved yeah. uh mm-hmm. it's one nice. of those that has a, a straw and a drinky thing it's and he, surpri- yeah he filled it with alcohol and flakes of metal just for this episode <laughs> I mean, don't that's tell also him. what I usually don't expect. Don't tell him that. I'm <laughs> getting on this show. Yes. No, my, my, my alcohol is here. Oh, and okay. My water is here. Oh, okay. 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 I've got. Uh, yes. An upside down. I, I, I have that pin as well. It is excellent. It is an excellent Marewell flower pin, which I love very much. Yeah. I have a broadsheet that I'm not going to linger too much on because. It's in the book. But so fun fact. Where's this thing? Oh, um, whoa. It's got a big fire on that, too. Yeah. So one of the uh, I think the, the T-shirt package. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the packages that I got from a con was like T-shirt and like a bunch of things. And they were in a bag and the bag was sealed in the, with this marijuana flower sticker. And the sticker just peeled right off like it didn't rip or anything. And I'm like, that's. A, a nice sticker. I would like to have that somewhere. And so I oh, just so you just stuck it on the broadsheet. Yeah, because I have two of them. Yeah, okay. Okay. I was like, the 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 one I got didn't have a sticker <laughs> on it, but it's like, oh no, it's yeah, so only bag. only one of the three bags that I have had this sticker. And the final thing that I want to show off are the the cards. The, cards. the playing the cards, cards are great. Uh that came with one of the bundles. And if you haven't seen those, oh, hold up. That's a spoiler. <laughs> the Joker. Uh, the uh, one of the one of the kills. Uh-huh. Uh, but if you haven't seen those, they are by Ben McSweeney. And so here's, for example, Alamancer oh, okay. Jack. Nice. And each side depicts kind of a different side of the character. So there's a Vin card and one of the one of the sides is Vin, the other one is Valette, which I think is really cool. That's um, super cool. All of the suits are themed in a certain way. So, for example, the clubs are like Alamancer Jack themed. So this is Lady Elizandra Drumali, which you yes. can see her color split nature. Uh, always a fan favorite. Who's that cosmic character? <laughs> <laughs> and so these are these are quite nice. They they feel nice, and the illustrations are top notch. The colors are top notch. I recommend going back in time and making sure you snag one of these. They're, they're, the car, the cards are great. The cards yeah. are really good. We we got it in the swag pack. The pin and the cards. I, I, I do I do like the shirt. the The dragon seal shirts are very comfy. The ones through the store. Amazon, they're they're less good, and they do die eventually, uh, like every single one of Jess's. <laughs> of the Depends Amazon on console. if you're in the US or Europe, though, because the ones I got from Europe are fairly good, actually, in quality. So, yeah. well, because Europe knows how to 
not <laughs> dick up the quality of things. Uh, also, there were like fake coins. I forgot. I wasn't going to show these off because I forgot. Where's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The fake, so, the, yeah, because they're going to um, have more Shirepost Mint uh, coins yeah. that they're coming out with. Yep. Yep. So yeah. like they're doing two or three more sets of era two coins, like a bunch of different uh, like multiples of clips and boxings. And yeah. so uh, those should be coming up sometime in the near future. And they look quite snazzy. Yeah, there's one that's uh, what what's the Marsh one? Uh, I think Marsh is two boxings. Yeah, yes. but what, what's the name of that coin? Oh, um, isn't it like an iron? iron? Irony. It's irony. I, it was an yeah. irony. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what it was. That's very funny. Cool. All right. So this podcast title, now that now that we got the nonsense out of the way, uh, is well, very vague of a title. So uh, if you haven't read the Lost Metal, get out because we yeah did do that. Uh, so okay, bye. All right, now. We'll talk about what the actual title of the episode is. Is it's the freaking ghost floods? <laughs> the ghost floods are in the book, and we just see them. And so we're we're gonna talk about the the ghost floods that we see in the lost metal, and just in, in the ghost floods. That's what we're gonna do. And which is which is uh like we knew obviously that uh Kelsier was the leader of the ghost floods in Rhythm of War, but uh yeah I I. Didn't really expect them to come up quite this much. Make makes sense given how dire things are, but uh we get shy. She's just here. She she's like a very prominent character here. Wow, cool. Uh and that is pretty awesome. Uh, you could say uh, that she's not very shy. That's no, true. She's no, not. She, no. 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 She was she was quite shy. D. Shady. <laughs> pronunciation joke because i think it's supposed to be pronounced shay but i i refuse yeah. uh but but she was not the only ghost blood that we got indeed right? not um on top of that we got our first like formal introduction to like all things aether through a brand new character called uh twin so that's, that's his uh that's his code name his real name is uh Prasanva. yes and we got less important for the plot of the story, Ghostblood agents <laughs> in in the ever excellent and and lovely and exquisite Gold Names Are Stupid. Amazing. Who is uh who is KIs from uh Elantris, one of one of Kayine's children. Who is going to be one of the protagonists of the Elantra sequel, notably. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about all of these in detail. Don't worry. Uh, we see Iatil's brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. and uh, he seems nice. Uh, this, this is not going to be the Kelsier episode, however. Yes. That is going no, to be not. a, if you see a vaguely titled episode come out later. <laughs> next, that, next is, that is what that is. Uh, uh, so we're not going to go in-depth on him just yet. No, 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 no. Tune no. in for our next here? episode titled A Person in the Lost Metal Story. <laughs> <laughs> That's its name. <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it.
Uh, so if we called it like you know that capitals <laughs> person in the lost metal, uh, everyone's gonna call it, know who we're talking about. Sure. Call it, you know read who. The book. We should call it you know who. You know who in yeah. the lost metal? <laughs> Picture well, of Voldemort. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the thumbnail. Yeah, yeah. Easy. And then yeah, yeah, everyone yeah, is just super confused clicking on it. They'll be like, what is what is this thumbnail? That's, that's how we steal the Harry Potter fan base and we <laughs> With an immediate them to the spoiler in a four book series that's actually a seven book seven, series yeah. in a bigger oh, yeah. Cosmere series. Yeah. Perfect. But we could yeah. have like a Wes Waldo style thing. <laughs> One of the characters is like Cassia. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we also put for a long time, I've, I've been curious about like whether I can commission an artist to do me like a Where's Waldo type of thing, but with like Where's Hoyd. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just each each one is like a different world and you have to yeah. find Hoyd in the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just Wax's coach driver. Easy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but cool. So yeah, next next time we're going to talk about Kelsier. We will have Alex on the show, which I'm sure will make some people very happy and other people very upset. Perfect. I'm uh, so looking forward to that. It's going to be great. Uh, I, I'm very excited for that one, too. So here we're going to talk about the non-Kelsier Ghostblood agents. So chapter 39 and not chapter 40. See? <laughs> Slightly different, you know? Well, yeah, and, and we see we see the Ghostbloods in more than those chapters. But uh, the chapter 39 and 40, massive highlight of the book for me. So their tenants... And, and we will we'll also compare and contrast with the Rosharan Ghostbloods. Don't worry. But what, let's let's do a deep dive in what's going on on Skadriel. And so let's talk about the general tenets of the Ghostbloods, which amusingly, like we get a little bit of this in Stormlight, but we got we, we just get it all here. So number one tenant, protect Skadriel. That's its objective. Cool. This tells me, by the way, so so first of all, I'd be I'd be interested in us discussing like how what the Ghostbloods are doing on Roshar mm -hmm. reflects these tenets. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But because the very first one is protect Skadriel, this this tells me that this was an organization that was established by Kelsier and not one that he like joined and and took oh, over. Yeah. Which which is what I thought, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, that is his objective, pretty clearly, right? Then, no secrets within a team, but you can't share it, you know, with others that aren't Ghostbloods. And totally, Kelsier will totally tell you all his secrets, too, when you join the Ghostbloods. Yeah. And Kelsier has no additional secrets. The book makes that very clear. Kelsier yeah. has no additional secrets. I, I did um, like that scene. Was it in the epilogue where Marisky yeah. essentially challenges him on that yeah, and he smiles yeah. and doesn't say anything? Yeah. Like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I imagine Kelsey will be more open, but uh, maybe maybe not quite so much. And, and last but not least, we trust each other, which presumably is like the, hey, ghost buds don't fight each other type thing that we got from Roshar. Like that, that was very yeah. clear, yeah. right? Yeah. You, you trust each other, no backstabbing, right? Yeah, we, we are reading this off the deck, but like they're not as clear. Like Protect Schedule is like this is something that is like almost written in stone. Like that's just a phrase. But the other two are explained to Marisi in more detail, in greater depth. So these yeah. are just like short <laughs> summaries of. Yeah. And I think you meant yeah. to say it's written in metal because otherwise uh -huh, they could uh -huh, miss uh -huh. it. <laughs> <laughs> 
That way, that way, Harmony can't see it or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Arcane fit. Cool. Let's talk about some Ghostblood agents, though. Uh, and I think we're going to be spending a lot of time on this episode talking about the, the Ghostblood agent. And I think, though, though Twin Soul is great, and there's lots to talk about, we will also have a dedicated Aether episode uh, pretty soon. 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 Um, <laughs> And so let's get into talking about Shy, whose uh, code name is Moonlight uh, in this, which is hilarious because there's no moon on screen. <laughs> yeah. Just to, to note. So what's Shy been what been up to? What's what's different about her? Well, at, at uh, the start of this book, when we first meet her, she is seemingly the winner of Archon's Where's Hoid game that she's playing. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, she she. She doesn't seem to like Hoid, uh, and that much is clear. Yeah, it turns out like doing the things that he did in in like pre-Emperor's Soul does that to her. Like, I I I am I am like hundred percent convinced that most of the reason like she was intrigued by the ghost bloods when when they approached her or when she ran into them. But like eighty percent of the reason she joined them is was because she wanted to get back to Hoid. Or and Kelsier wants Hoyd. to get back at Hoyd as well. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. this works out great. Yeah. I could actually see her approaching the Ghost Bloods if she found out that they are not necessarily Hoyd's biggest fan. She's like, hey, I want to find this guy too. <laughs> I How have can many I lend you my services? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I can totally see that. It's a shame we didn't see them talk, but mm-hmm. it's funny how. Maybe Hoyd's antagonism and things that have happened earlier in the Cosmere might not go great for him. <laughs> there might be some consequences to these, and that's yeah. very cool. Uh, the Ghostbloods are not fans of, of him. Um, uh, the 17th Shard are not fans no. of him. Um, no. And neither is Frost, and neither are some of the Shards. <laughs> and so it's... It... He's good thing got, he's gotten in with the radiance, though. Yeah, he's got the radiance <laughs> on his side. Yeah, he's got he's got some main characters on his side. He's got some main characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shy's magic is a bit different. Um, there's universal soul stamps now. Uh, so instead of so, Shy's from the Emperor's Soul. If you didn't know, uh, and. There, she had to, like, very specifically make, like, she had to tailor her stamp to the object. And here, she does not need to do that. She had to understand kind of the nature and the history of the object so that she can kind of not go back in time, but, like, pick a point in the history of the object and say, okay, here's a believable change that could have happened. Oh, this wall that I'm seeing here, instead of being well-maintained, was in the past poorly maintained and so somebody decided to knock it down and put a window instead and now we have a window in the wall i don't know if i would say i mean like obviously it is different but to me when i read that it seemed like a very natural extension of forgery i agree Um, yeah like the way i would say it's it sounds to me like forgery devoid of identity Oh, in, in to some extent, like 
Uh-huh. Kind of it's a loaded statement that our Jesus Yes, very let's, much. Let's take a minute and process. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it, yeah, like it's not, you know, focused on a specific thing. It, it's, it's, a, it's a broader use thing. And so it's not reliant on the identity, sure, of yeah. the object. But I think that I wouldn't be surprised if the these universal stalls were much more complex than like ones that are specific to an object because Probably. they sort of like they have to cover all the bases and then like because of the way that the sellish magic are a lot like programming she has like a lot of edge cases also built in and so I don't know it works for any kind of wall that you come across but it may might maybe wouldn't work on I don't know like you can't put a door on a person or I mean that's diff- different yeah, anyway yeah. because of Inf- yeah. interference or whatever but like you can't put a door in the ground or whatever maybe something like that so yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, she has to still build in some sort of it still has to be plausible for the object to have a door yeah yeah of course yeah. I think that's said in the book yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah I wonder if yeah, I think she does say like oh if it's a natural rock wall yeah. then you can't make a door but if it's a man-made wall then yeah, yeah. interesting I, yeah. I I wonder if it's and and this is not very productive and it's too mechanical, but because <laughs> the Selish magics are so similar to programming in, in some ways, it makes me wonder if the universal soul stamps are essentially like reading the object's connections or identity or histories and like the stamp mm-hmm. itself is finding a point in the past where it can make oh, a change. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that 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 seems sensible. Uh, obviously, we don't really get into the details here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I was actually kind of thinking, wondering, like the comparison of um, Borshalon's soul casting versus Yasna's soul casting, where it's like with Shalon, we kind of see she has to convince the object that it wants to change, which is kind of like. To me, what sort of the specific thing is like you're making this soul stamp where it's like, ah, yes, the window like wants to be a stained glass window. So it changes super easily. Whereas the universal one is sort of like, no, you're going to change. And but it doesn't take as much. Just force of will. Yeah, force of will. Hmm. That's also interesting. Yeah. I was also seeing it similar to Grace in that it's affecting the identity but in just a much more broader sense instead of having to be for a specific thing like it has general identity changing powers that that is what the sam can do then we see her uh third essence mark which which is is solely for her very complicated <laughs> and th- this this is a very cool thing if you've been on shardcast listening to wobs because often people are like, can you forge yourself into an Elantrian? It's like, well, you need a lot of power. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> we, we see it right here. You know? Wasn't wasn't the like the 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 pure unkey door where yeah. Brandon like explicitly, hey, can you make yourself into a Mistborn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she turns into a Elantrian. Interestingly, this stamp. Uh, in the Emperor's Soul, you had to sort of uh, reapply the stamps, right? And so this uh, essence mark is more ongoing. It does not require that uh, daily, like, yeah. restamping. Yep. It's ongoing. Be- 
because the right I, I think she had like five essence marks in in the emperor so and one of them was for like for her to become shizan which was yeah, this right. warrior mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. uh which we saw mm-hmm. in action but we didn't explore much but the one that we did explore was the one that would like change her entire past right it would send her in the countryside and things like that and one of the one of the things that were encoded in that hey i'm going to rewrite my entire past essence mark was oh i am going to think that i have this condition and it's going to require me to reapply this essence mark on a daily basis which is the thing that's going to maintain that and coming to the lost metal Kelsier and Twin Soul, like, if the Elantrian Essence Mark expired in a day, they wouldn't be worried about having to like right, go exactly. and like, yeah, like hunt her down. Yeah, do you, do we think that uh, Shy's built like sort of a similar compulsion to reapply it, or is it just that it's a better sort of stamp that she's evolved as well? I don't think she would have for this one because there's some line she makes about the Rose Empire in like a really negative term oh, yeah, when yeah. she oh, changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think like as an even as an Elantrian shy, she would know Rose Empire probably equals forgery or something in that vein. Right. So she's continuously pressing a stamp to her. <laughs> then I, I feel like Elantrian shy would know that has something to do with the Rose Empire. And yeah, probably. There, there'd be like some conflict in her mind because of that. Yeah. Or at least That's one like, thing. Elantri and Shy knows a lot about the magic, and it's like, well, clearly this is doing something and would like <laughs> figure it out or, or something like that. See, I'm trying to remember what line it was, but my impression reading the book was that once the transformation happened, like she as an Elantrian would not want to change back and that that was the main factor as opposed mm. to anything mechanical. And I'm trying to remember if there was a specific line or something in there that gave me that impression. Um, and I just don't know what it was. I do think that is true, though. Yeah, I think she said something like that. She wouldn't know that there is a change that she needs to go back to, right? As, as Shei, she believes she's an Elantrian, period. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't yeah. believe that she's a transformed, like, forger who has turned into an Elantrian. And so there's no will component to that. But the thing that I was trying to remember earlier was that she acknowledges that this essence mark is experimental. She hasn't tested it, mm-hmm. barely. Mm-hmm. She is a little reluctant to use that in the field. Like she said, I was hoping to have Kel by my side to pull me out if something goes wrong. And so... I think there is room for a lot of the, or at least some of the things that we see to be side effects of, oh, this is not fully tested, right? So I think, for example, her very quirky Elantrian personality yeah. uh, is a side effect of that. I don't like, she, she she doesn't know what an Elantrian is supposed to be like. And so she has this like silly image of, of like a divinity who's full of themselves. She read like a children's book about Elantris yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah. based her personality off. Yeah, of what the, the wish.com yeah. version of Elantris. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that, is, that is true. Yeah, I, I, I found that Elantrian persona to be very annoying, but mm-hmm. 
it's a very complete change to uh shy right like it it is like really changed who she was uh there uh so i wonder what kelsier could do to pull pull her out but they they, they probably know enough about the forgery to mm-hmm. deal um, with the stamp one idea that i've seen people mention online is just go and like leech her of investiture oh yeah okay yeah that that yeah. <laughs> they do have leechers <laughs> that does help yeah. uh you still have to deal with she's an elantrian and they are not like they are very powerful magic users but at least mm-hmm. you have a like a tool that you can use against them Oh, I was just gonna say that that just seems like such a colossal waste of puree on door, but like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else you could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do wonder whether the longevity of the stamp might have something to do with her becoming a lantern. Actually, like that, having investiture flow through her sort of sustains the the change because maybe a huge part of like having to reapply the stamp every day is that you you have to maintain it and like keep that impression there and if you if you are a magic user and like keep investiture flowing through you maybe that mm. naturally sort of helps keep it up maybe that's why it is more per- uh, more yeah permanent in a way yeah like maybe if she was able to continuously get investiture and never have like a break moment between it then it would just maintain forever mm-hmm. Yeah. But it kind of sounded like if she did lose the investiture, then she probably wouldn't be able to gain it back, even if she still thought she wasn't a Lantrian. At least mm. that's what came to mind mm-hmm. when you were talking then. Well, yeah. okay. So the way that like Solish magic works is there's the Aeon door, and there are shapes in the shape of the like planet country, and it like flows through that to the user, right? Um and that was sort of the, the problem with the Elantrians is that the shape of the country changed. Yeah. So it couldn't flow through yep. to the end user. Mm. So, but maybe if like you're already saturated in investiture some other way, then you don't necessarily need the like constant flow through in the same the way. Door. Mm. Yeah. But I do think she did need to draw like some shape of Skadrail or something when initially applying it, right? Yeah, she, so she, so, so the way the scene played out is mm-hmm. she took in all of the, the uh, purified door that she had, which was a jar's worth. And then like she was suffused by this investiture, which quickly started to fade, which, mm-hmm. right? Because she's not doing anything with it. And then what she did was she drew a basic map I just noticed that I did Aeon Aeon. <laughs> yeah, she, you know, the basin. <laughs> she drew a basic map of the basin with what Morassi calls a strange rune in the center, which I interpret to be Aeon Aeon in the center and then around that uh, a map of the basin. It doesn't need to be Aeon Aeon, but like she's doing some Aeonic stuff, right? She is sure. translating Aeon Door into Aeon schedule. Which is crazy in and of itself, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then so in her like investiture is fading consistently throughout the, all that time. And then she finishes the Aeon and that like stabilizes. So it's like the light stops dimming and in fact lights up a little bit more. And then it, mm. it stabilizes. 
So it's like an Aeon Rayo kind of thing, kind of a, a bit like Elantris itself, because uh, like the Rayo Aeon was like a big focus, mm-hmm. right? It was an amplifier, yeah. Yeah, an amplifier. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wonder, because like th- this investiture that they're working with, like it is pure, right? Like that's the whole point is that they have purified a type of investiture. Yep. However, do you think she still would have been able to do what she did if it hadn't been purified like door to start with? Oh, if you think it was like purified stormlight or whatever. Yeah. Like, I just wonder if that had any effect on this particular change because like Selish magic is so keyed mm. to its home. Hmm. I am leaning towards a no on that one. I, my impression from like the whole purified door thing was that once, once, once you're pure, you're pure. Like there's no, the, the fact that you are a purified door doesn't make you any different from like purified stormlight, void light, whatever yeah. else. Yeah. It might just be easier to purify because it's being pulled into the cockpit. Mm-hmm. Of- yeah, okay. possibly. Yeah. 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 I wonder if you took door and you didn't purify it and you put it in a jar, how any of this works. Uh, who knows? If Shy could still use it because she's still connected to Selish things, mm. maybe. Like, I, I, I can I, see that. I don't think so. <sighs> Interesting. It's okay. so location-based on Cell, right? Yeah. Like, she wouldn't have been able to do that if she was in the Rose Empire on Cell because she is not in the Elantris place or surrounding areas. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I so first I wonder if you can like take the door away from from cell without purifying it because connection. Okay, that's that's a that's a fair point too. That's yeah. Point. <laughs> but second, throughout the last several days, as I've been thinking about this episode, I've been thinking about the Irie Fortress in mm. Secret History mm-hmm. and how it had those like they're not. I mean, I, I don't know if they're cables or pipes, but like they have channels which we assume stretch all the way like to sell that they're pumping investiture through. We don't know whether they're purifying it or not, but we know that it's investiture that they can use because they're like drinking it and that like keeps them, ke- keeps their Elantrian nature. Mm-hmm. And so point. I've been trying to compare the way they maintain their Elantrianness away from Cell and the way Shy is probably going to. I feel like that's meant to be the prototype mm-hmm. for this stuff. Mm. Like th- that was their first attempts to like get the door off a cell, use it off a cell, maintain themselves off a cell. And just because of like when Kelsier is um climbing the wall, he gets the flashes of cell and like what it looks like, it very much seemed like they had changed the space to think that it was part of cell. Oh yeah. Sure. It's it oh, kind of how I interpreted it. So if they're able to get a pipe somehow from cell to this place and ward it in some way that stuff going through, it doesn't think that it's leaving cell, then they could theoretically still use it without changing it um, to be, purified yep. while also being away from cell 
But I think that was just meant to be like the prototype for this and also kind of the heads up that, hey, people are trying to like figure this stuff out. So that yeah. now that we're at that point that they have figured it more out, we're probably going to see more of it. Yeah. So Grace? I think that to some extent we have seen this kind of thing before. Okay. Um, and I am talking about Vasher going to Roshar because it is easier to get like what he needs to live there. That's I a think good it's point. a lot of kind of a similar thing. And like we know that Kelsier wants to bring Stormlight off of Roshar. And I think this is why. Because we are seeing how potent a jar of like pure investiture actually is and how powerful that yeah. is. I think Stormlight um, if they can get like basically jars of it off of Roshar would have a very like similar effect perhaps like without even needing to purify it in the same way. I don't know. I assume it has some kind of I don't know exactly what purifying it means and whether or not Stormlight would need to be purified in the same way or if it's like already I, I don't know but yeah I think that's what the ghost blood want is because they they have these jars of door presumably very difficult to get the door is a very like dangerous place plus whatever the purification <laughs> process is but once you have it you can do a lot with it you could use it to you know use a stamp to make yourself an Elantrian if you can somehow figure out how to get jars of stormlight off of Roshar without it all like dissipating in transit and actually leaving the planet, you can probably do the same things with it. And that's that's why the ghost bloods are so interested in Roshar. It's really interesting. Just thinking of the timeline as well, because that's all happening before all of this. Like yeah. they're trying mm -hmm. to do that on Roshar before this point that they have these jars we don't know when we get like when they get them but i think you're right that like they knew they existed and that's what prompted them to try that because like i think they even say in one of the stormlight books probably rhythm of war that like because of the way that stormlight gets stormed is stored into gems that makes it so much easier to move around than anything else so and they apparently even know how to get it off roshar they just don't know how to make that happen yet or they're still working to make that happen so it's that's very interesting i i, I really like that thought grace i think you will need to do something to the stormlight though because like yeah. can't use stormlight right yeah. and like it, the, yeah. the thing with break the, the connection to the planet without it destroying the investiture i feel like that's what that's the problem right that's the problem with all cognitive shadows and with yeah. Spren. Yeah. like it's all connected yeah. to this planet and you literally cannot remove it because it has that tether pull to it. Yeah. For taking it off world, I agree that connection is the thing. Um, what I was thinking, and I think what Eric was getting at, is that there is like non-surge binders can't naturally use Stormlight. Mm -hmm. uh, Mistborn probably can't naturally use the door. And so there is something that needs to happen in addition to like breaking mm. the connection and taking the thing off world, which I assume is like part of the, the purification process mm. that like strips away something identity. 
Intent. Uh, Intent. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Some 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 spiritual aspect of <laughs> of the investiture, yeah. right? Well, um, though that's really interesting, considering Vatcher has no problem living off Stormlight somehow, which is which is that's actually interesting. I wonder if Vasher and Returned in general are more similar to Nightblood, kind mm. of oh, in how I, they consume it. I don't. I was going to go to a Larkin, but I think we're thinking of the okay. same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, right. But they, they, they can oh. investiture suck. Uh, notably, it seems like Vashar can't use Stormlight to awaken, right? Don't we have a wob yes. on that? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and White Sand, I think the microbes on the White Sand is also kind of the same way. Oh, okay. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because it does be have an difference. effect. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. No, please uh, go ahead. There might be a difference, like a line drawn between can take in X investiture and use it on yourself to sustain <sighs> yourself or to eat it versus then like put it back out in the world in whatever manner and like use that investiture to fuel something else. Mm, like, that's a just talking about the Larkin in particular. That's the mm-hmm. thing that I was like, oh, maybe it's like the eating versus the using difference. Mm-hmm. So it, it's probably like if you have the right connections, so if like a Mistborn also became a Radiant and could breathe in Stormlight, like there's a good chance they could use the Stormlight for Mistborn stuff. Ooh, that's, that's a good point. I, yeah. I, I, I could sort of see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Like, if Vash, well, <laughs> if Vasher could get a Spren, I don't know if he could, but if he could, <laughs> then that would probably make it very easy for him to awaken I, uh, using Stormlight. I suspect Spread would not bond returned on principle because that seems dangerous for Spren. Ooh. Okay, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Definitely now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's the end I of don't the know week. Vasher would want a Spren. I, I think yeah. he would actively turn down an offer as well. He, he would yeah yeah for, for he sure he didn't want to hang out with Nightblood yeah he, yeah but he also like misses the voice a little bit there's history there when are maybe, we gonna do that maybe <laughs> the right kind of spren right after um, that that's, that's when we're going to see yeah. <laughs> that, that's actually when when we find we find out that he's bonded a spren in the Nalthus oh. essay oh, yeah yeah in the Nalthus essay in that's what's caused the cognitive anatomy and um, Anomaly, of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. The cognitive anomaly is Vasher's spread. Oh, <laughs> Great. Easy. It's it's like a Stormfather thing. Easy. Uh, wow, that this this really went off the rails. Uh, let's steer a bit back towards Shy. Although that was that was a good that was a good talk about yeah. about connection and this this purified door because. The purified door is crazy, guys. But c- clearly, yeah. the purified door, anyone can use it, right? Uh, Twinsoul can use it. Mistings can use it. We see that all in this book, right? There is one more thing that I want to mention about the purified door. Okay. It is interesting to me that the jars of purified door appear to be liquid investiture. Mm-hmm. And we know, true. through word of Brandon, that liquid investiture is the most potent form of investiture there is. That's a spicy uh, old wob too. <laughs> liquid, liquid gaseous solid is, I think, the way they go. Uh, yes, the solid, it's like, it's very concentrated and does a very specific thing, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's, it's, it's interesting, but it's also fitting, right, that the jars contain liquid investiture, considering, like, how 
explosive their power is. And the reason I, uh, I was reminded of this was because we were talking about turning Stormlight, which we understand to be gaseous investiture, or we assume to be gaseous investiture, sure. into, into purified something, right? <clears throat> turning it liquid. And it made me wonder how much Stormlight would you need to like mm. get a jar of, of similar mm. size? Obviously, like we can't come up with any number, but it feels like it's going to be much, 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 much more difficult than just like getting a jar's worth of a jar's worth of gems mm -hmm. and, and like just like emptying those gems in in the jar, right? There's gonna be some like distillation or condensation that needs to happen. And that's gonna mean that you need a lot more gaseous investiture to fill it yeah. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder if I have two thoughts going on for that. One of them Don't is Don't you like laugh a real at me, I didn't say refining. <laughs> One of them is like an in-world thought. But I, I wonder if this is also kind of an allusion to where we are moving in the future. Like, because liquid might be the easiest to make at the moment with what they currently have. So I wonder if moving into era three or even era four, we might start seeing solid investiture pills <laughs> oh okay yeah. interesting thought. Uh, yeah and maybe they're not like a pure investiture thing maybe it is following a similar path to like the the beads of adium where it's synthetically created x skill so it's <laughs> synthetically created gravitational skills synthetically created transportation skills i wonder if that's where this is eventually heading because those are definitely easier to sell, let's say. And um, what with tying it back to the episode, what with the Ghost Blood's um, mission on Roshar of like really just trying to control the trade and like trying to be the first ones in so that they are able to dictate what happens in the future because everyone has to buy it from them if they are the only ones who have this form of investiture that you can solid, like you can hand out as a solid in a gem. I feel like, I, I wonder if that's where it's heading. And the real life thing that came to mind is, has anyone heard of uh, oxygen bars by any chance? No. no. It, it's basically a, a, a normal bar like that you would go to like a nightclub bar except like it has all these stations set up where you can basically put on a face mask and like just get a hit of oxygen oh of like pure because oxygen. that's a thing people enjoy doing sometimes mm. um sorry i, I thought it was like can... a bar of metal yeah <laughs> i was like wait what <laughs> no no this is a real life thing yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no 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 oh look I, I thought it was some like pseudoscience thing where it's like yeah this bar of metal i've infused oxygen in it whoa <laughs> See, yeah, I, was, like I was thinking that but like granola bar Bars, but like oxygen infused, <laughs> so you eat it, but it like gives you an extra hit. It's all full of air. The value. <laughs> no, but that that is a that is a thing. Yeah, yeah I, I, yeah, I actually have heard of that. Yeah, and I was just thinking because we have things like soothing parlors in era two. Whether in era three, we'll have the next step along in the cycle, but with something similar to an oxygen bar, but it's just like gaseous investiture. 
of different types See, maybe I- and then you can just do the things that way but like that you can't like take home can you like people people want to like be able to take this stuff with them and choose when they use these so abilities the and i'm sure that will go terribly for society you have a pill that the essence marks eventually just turn into a pill and you just swallow it and then you have the effect nice uh and the ghost bloods then just turn out to be a big pharma company in era three <laughs> or era four easy nice <laughs> sure yeah uh, did we have any other shy thoughts? I, I know there were people who felt that uh, Shy's motivations didn't really make sense, like why she was helping the ghost buds. Do we, do we feel that that made sense? It has been so long since I read Emperor's Soul <laughs> that my memory of her motivations are find Hoid, kill question mark Hoid, or make his life miserable. And just kind of like, just like and giggles type thing. Like yeah. I, I'm just gonna do what I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't remember if it was her or Casey, which is how I pronounce her name, and you cannot convince me otherwise. Sure, um, sure. Why not? But, we don't have Ian uh, here. <laughs> so, no, but, but I, I, I feel like there was some mention of. So one of the Selish people said something like, "I know what happens on a planet when the shards die," and like, I want to stop it from happening here. Mm. <sighs> that's not uh, d- that reminds me of secret history and the Irie but but not exactly hmm I don't remember I, or maybe that was just like me extrapolating from something someone said yeah that doesn't ring any bells yeah, hmm. yeah I, I do actually vaguely remember something like that hmm or are you maybe thinking of of twin soul going oh my my home world got up oh that might have been it i uh, and so i don't want to see this happen to this one as well if, if yeah. twin soul said something like that that's probably what i'm thinking of. that yeah i do i do think that is twin soul yeah 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 i do think that's twin soul who will get on very shortly yeah uh, other shy thoughts and things one sentiment that i've seen in the community is kind of uh a, a measure of disgruntlement at how dumb she is <laughs> oh this, it's it's not I it's not the it. way that i want to phrase that right but people are 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 looking at like all of the things that are happening with her and and Marisi and like Marisi is playing her a little bit and wayne is reading her just instantly like when when she's her kim persona wayne instantly recognizes that she's playing uh wax picks uh, that uh picks on something being off with her right and so if shy is this at this point we don't even know how old she is by the way because timeline yeah uh but like if she like she is easily at at the very least decades older than than anyone in the cast and so people were going, well, why? And on top of that, she's like a forager. She is all of these things. Why are people figuring her out so easily is what they're wondering. I so how do we feel about that? I theory yeah, about yeah. why, which started perc- like percolating in my brain before when we were talking about uh, Shy and Hoyd. I do wonder whether she has actually been on Skadrial for very long 
if her whole reason to kind of be here seems to be to follow Hoyd and to either keep an eye on him oh. or more. Because he, she never actually like interacts with him in this book, besides like the nodding of the heads and the cars. Yeah. But even then, like if she's trying to catch him, she has the opportunity to do it this book, and she doesn't do that. Which makes me wonder if she's just been following him around to keep tabs on him. So maybe she's not actually that used to being on this world and the way that people interact and uh, blend in on this world versus somewhere else. I think um, Wayne picking up on her, Wayne's really good with everything to do with disguises and people pretending to be other people. So that one I'm not surprised at. It's more the wax thinking something's off. Just maybe wonder, it's like maybe something's off because she's not from here and she doesn't know what it's like to actually live here. And maybe she's only recently come here. Not that she's only recently joined the Ghost Bloods, but that she's kind of been following Hoyt around doing whatever he's been doing in this period of time. And they've just come back to Skadriel. So she just hasn't spent a lot of time on Skadriel, so doesn't know how to assimilate into it. And all of that said, this is a book specifically about a group of professional detectives looking for people yeah. <laughs> infiltrating like the organization. So I feel like they're probably on higher alert than like if this was Kaladin. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd say to some extent it's also just that Shy probably doesn't care as much about hiding it in front of hmm. our main characters because like she knows they are more in the know, like because even with Marasi, like of course she has the intention of maybe recruiting her, but she's still very upfront with her from the get go and says like, yeah, like uh, your planet is uh, under attack by a foreign shard and whatever, and like she she shares a lot of information with her with her already, and I feel like she just she wouldn't normally do that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like or because she is or she has infiltrated, I guess, this the Bilming police force to some extent, and they don't seem to be privy to any of that like any of her ghost blood activities at all. So she clearly is capable of hiding it from people. She, in my opinion, just doesn't care with our main characters. And so, yeah. Yeah. And there is the fact that they are our main characters. And my impression of Wax is that he has like a very good instinct for people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so where Marisi can kind of deduce that certain things are off, like one one of the, scenes that I love about the book is when they are living, when they're leaving Maraga's like newspaper mm-hmm. place and uh, Marisi convinces Moonlight to send the newspaper lady to safety and she does so. And then they catch a taxi and Marisi gives them the same address that Moonlight just <laughs> gave to Maraga. Cause like, yeah, that's, that's where the, it's where the good stuff is. Right. So that's Marcy's approach. It's very analytical. It's very observant. It's very, I am going to watch what you do and figure out what you're all about, right? And then we have Wayne, who is just very good at imitating people and by extension, understanding when people are like faking stuff. And then you have Wax, who is just naturally good at like knowing when something's off. Like that's, that's my impression of Wax throughout the entire, like, yes, he's a good detective, but, and a part of that is like him putting together clues, but a big part is just intuition, right? Yeah. 
And I think if Shy really wants to be undercover, she just soul stamps her to be in the role mm-hmm. that she needs, right? Like mm-hmm. her just doing standard impressions uh, and things like Wayne does, that's not really Shy's, you know, like main thing. Like if she wants to like truly look like someone totally different, she absolutely can do that, right? Mm-hmm. If she needs to soul stamp her to totally change her appearance, she can. And and that will be very convincing. Change her history to make it so that maybe Wax and Wayne couldn't discern that. I think Shy has the ability to do that. That's just not what she's doing here, right? Why do we think she picked Moonlight? She alias. is a massive troll, and it's yeah. uh, yeah. hey, yeah, Skadrians, <laughs> what's a moon? So oh, you don't know. <laughs> we do have the the Moon Scepter as a thing on sale. That's true. So maybe it could be like, a Moon Scepter reference. Yeah, because that, uh, as far as we know, is also a key to like translating between magic systems somehow. Oh, maybe like, she, we have maybe she got the moon scepter, and that's how she can translate it into Skadrian Aeonic. Maybe, yeah. but yeah, I think like, the moon, moon scepter uh, is important to her culturally, or like to her to her person as well. Maybe for mag- magic, so maybe she was like, okay, yeah, I can incorporate moon into my into my code name. Mm. I like the meta thought. I, I like all of these ideas. I hadn't really thought about that at all as like an in-world thing. I like the meta thought that Brandon's both trying to troll the really in the know people who have figured out that like schedule doesn't have a moon. <laughs> and it's like, well, this is meant to be the clue. That this person isn't from schedule right. because there's yeah. no moon. But like most people aren't going to know that, right? Like right. most casual readers are just going to assume that there's a moon. Right. But I like the idea that he also chose like one of the most generic, overused code names in really the last 30 years. Like Moonlight is a very, very common, like spy-esque thing code name. So I also like that idea that he's like, I I I know what I could do. I could choose something that is just like so obviously fake because it's so overused. But so obviously fake that the people in the know will realize because Skadriel can't have a moon. Like Skadriel doesn't have a moon, so they shouldn't know what this is. I like that. I and my one last thought is maybe she chose Moonlight to specifically say that. It's like, no, I'm Moonlight to Hoid. Like, <laughs> hey, remember that moon scepter? <laughs> yeah, I haven't forgotten. <laughs> Isn't it a thing that when you when you have like a second job, it's called moonlighting. Yes, it is true. I think that I is, came across recently. Yep. Maybe she has another role that this is kind of like her. This is her additional income. This is what she does <laughs> on the side. I'm a forger by day, but ghost blood agent by night. Uh, yeah. yeah. I I did have one thought on why Shy might have joined the ghost blood specifically, sure. and like modifications. Like I wonder how much in the Cosmere. With these people who start just on a planet, like aren't from Silverlight, don't have any specific Cosmere knowledge, how much it's just like, well, the first organization that recruits me and tells me about this stuff is the one I'm most likely to join. Mm. I, I, yeah, I mean, it. as a person who would be like, but Marasi, why didn't you join the Ghost Floods? Because there's so much knowledge and I would really like to know the knowledge. Yeah, I think, yes, I would love to know the knowledge is definitely a factor right 
And like the first one that gets you, it's also just going to color your view on the rest of them, yep. right? Like mm -hmm. if you start in the ghost bloods, then you're probably not going to like some people, but you're going to be fine with other organizations. And that there was a wub about how the ghost bloods definitely would hire from the 17th shards. So the ghost bloods are probably like, yeah, you're from the 17th shards. That's that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, let, let, let's talk. Whereas I think. What was the other one? The other one was the the sleepless, which not oh, yeah. technically a secret society, but it's like, no, we hate the sleepless. We don't yeah. trust them at all. Yeah. And yeah, it's just gonna everything is gonna be colored by the first one you <laughs> um you join. They probably don't they're probably fine with the 17th shard because for one thing, the 17th shard don't like Hoyd, so it's like, all right, cool, well, yeah, we could be friends. Uh, we can I, don't, I don't know if there's any sleepless Hoyd things. Uh, probably not. The sleepless, generally, you probably want to keep them maybe a bit far away because that's sketchy for a lot of reasons, but any organization that Hoyd touches, I think the Ghostbusters are like, mm, nah, mm, 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 no, not at all. <laughs> Which probably doesn't help you know how in this book, they're like, oh, we don't really like Harmony's agents and things like that. With mm -hmm. uh, That's what the Ghostbloods say. Well, yeah, Hoyd's kind of an agent of Harmony in this book, I feel like. Being like, oh, yeah, I'm serving Harmony's sword here and on good terms with Harmony, right? So, of course, Kelsier wouldn't like that at all. I had one more thing I wanted to bring up about uh, Shy before we move on, because it was like a more line at the very end that I almost missed. Oh, yeah. And I imagine other people might have missed. So I'm bringing this up in every single potential capacity <laughs> that I can so that people are aware, so that we can petition Brandon to make this happen. So Moonlight turns into an Elantrian and runs off. And that's an open thread that never gets closed. Right. And there is a line at the end where Marisai offers to Twin Soul to help bring Maris. Uh, Marisai offers to Twin Soul to help bring Shy back if they want help. And Marisai seems completely fine to work with the Ghost Bloods. She just doesn't mm -hmm. want to join the Ghost Bloods. So, uh, because I don't think that was ever closed off as a storyline, so it made me think that something was going to come from it. I would really like that story. I would like Marisai to team up with Twin Soul and um, Kays or other Skadrian Ghost Bloods. Go get Moonlight, bring her back and like change her back into mm -hmm. her normal persona. Yeah. That would be an amazing short story, novella, and Brandon, you, if you're watching this, which of course you are, because why would you not be watching Shardcast? The number <laughs> one totally Brandon, Brandon Sanderson nine hours of podcast. A week. Yeah. <laughs> I need this story and I need other people to need this story so we can all like yeah. collectively yeah. ask Brandon well, for this it, story. It, I mean, I, I agree. If Brandon wasn't planning on doing anything with it, he doesn't need to end this this way, mm -hmm. right? Like, there, you could, he could have written it in such a way where just shy turns back to normal, and we we just don't have that be a open thread. Like Brandon didn't mm. need to open this thread in a way, right? So you could just jump over it though, and like start era three or stormlight. No, not stormlight five. That wouldn't work. Era three or something else, and be like. Oh, we got her back and we fixed that. And like, yeah. that's not seen on screen. But that's, I, I don't like that at all. So I, I, also, hope, I also hope we get that. So, you know, maybe the Silverlight novella 
ist Marasi uh, joining Twin Soul and they go to the, they have a lead that Shay or Shay um, went off to Silverlight and so they have to chase her there and then find her in Silverlight and turn her back. <laughs> this is how we do this. Uh, I, I don't think that's what the Silverlight novella yeah, is, no. but I'm into that story. That's for sure. I, I, hear, I was thinking that it's going to be like Era 3. We find out there's a cult led by a weird glowing woman and they oh. like killed their compound in the shape of an Aeon. Miss Ward serial killer was a Lantrian shy all along. <laughs> Like, I I will be disappointed if it's just like we just dealt with it off screen, and it's like, yeah. well, why why are we doing any of this? But yeah, Brandon has I mean, a lot to write. We we are doing this because if like there needs to be a risk to her using the stamp. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess it, that's it, true. It can't be just hey, it's gonna wear off in a week. But risk that doesn't happen, consequences that don't happen on screen don't matter. <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, we're totally locking up Captain America after Civil War. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that totally matters so much here. It's like, eh, it's just it's just like fake consequences that don't matter. But I see what you mean. I, I want that to be followed through. Uh, and I think that'd yeah. be a great story. Yeah. See, I feel like it was left open as a nod to the reader that, hey, this is probably not the last time you're going to see her. Even oh, if we don't see that story, it's like, oh, yeah. this is, you will see her again in the future. So, so don't worry if you wanted more of her. Shai Shai will and return. I, Shai will return. <laughs> and I think even, even if we don't get it like on screen, when, one thing that I've been kind of thinking is like, maybe in like era three, they'll be like, Marasi as a Cosmere away aware governor of Elendel and like how things play out with the ghost bloods could affect her policy of all worlders mm-hmm. and like her setting up the statue custom like how she deals with that moving forward. God, I need old grandma lady <sighs> governor Marasi. Like like we, she can be retired governor probably like if in her 80s or something, but I need that so bad. All right. And now with that, uh, I mean, admittedly, like the longest agent that we need to <laughs> talk about on this show, Shy. Uh, let's talk about Twin Soul. He's so great. Just quick note. We're not really going to talk about the magic mechanics of him in this episode. Uh, that There's a lot to talk about with Aethers. And so that will be a bit later. So <laughs> stay tuned. But. There's lots of other fun things to talk about, Twin Soul. Uh, what did you think of Twin Soul? I thought he was lovely and a darling, and I would like to adopt him as my grandfather now, please. <laughs> he does yeah. seem like that. Yeah, he's great. I'm I'm sure he will also like to adopt you as his granddaughter. Like that's that's just Aww. like that seems to be his personality. Like just yeah, it does adopting. Yeah. You just mm-hmm. adopt everyone in the room. Yeah, like they are now all of his children. Yeah, he he shares that a little bit with like Dalinar and Kaladin in that they just walk into a room and it's like, you are now my son, <laughs> dad. Like dad energy. Do yeah. We, do we, do we, yeah. Does he go on the dad tier list that we'll yeah. eventually need to make? Because lots of YouTube comments were like, oh, we need to have a dad tier list. Spoiler alert: it's it's bottom heavy. It is. It's pretty bottom heavy. Uh, We we will need to do that video, but uh, Dalinar is also bottom heavy, but in a different way. (laughs) True. Uh, Clearly, 
uh, at least where Twin Soul is from, this is very inspired by, mm -hmm. you know, the Indian subcontinent. Super cool, because we haven't really gotten a thing like that in the Cosmere. I want to make a quick shout out of how badass Twin Soul was when he did his entire, like, speech of just, hey, oh, this is me. Uh, I I need to pull up the ebook and just okay. read. Oh, okay. Do you want to read I want to... I want to do a voice. Ah, and and so, someone in the Discord, like, and I don't remember who it was, and I don't remember what they said, which is going to make for a terrible paraphrasing of this thing. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was about, like, moments in, in, like, media when people say their full name and, like, declare yeah. what yeah. they're going to do. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, and, and which, which is exactly this, right? Like, Twinso is, is going full Roseite, which I feel giddy that I can say in public now. Uh, it is pretty great. Rose-eyed juggernaut and, and just booming through the cavern uh, that is the, the set's compound. Behold, by the grace of Silajana Suna. Oh, that's a name. <laughs> yeah, the, I was wondering how Vish, uh, you pronouncing Vi this was going to go. Vishwanda? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with... Uh, Vishwandar. Vishwandar. And, and the 12 prime waiters, I am Sanvith Prasanva Mahik Vasila, Grand Aetherbound of the 12 Kingdoms, Raj of the Coriander Court. And these people are under my protection. So Compared good. That, that's so good. <laughs> I love that so much. He's great. I, I love that in our duck, we basically have that, but it's split into three different <laughs> sentences and they're not in order. <laughs> <laughs> Evgeny made it. He did it. So, uh, so there is there is a rationale there. Sentence one is here's his full name. Sentence yeah. two is here who he is, and sentence three is here is who Silajana is. Mm. <laughs> and and uh, I, I, the thing I think I love about him becoming a big rock monster is how Marasi's like, oh, Twinsel, he'll slow us down. How useful <laughs> will he be? And it's like the answer is very useful with yeah. the purified door. Worked and, out great. I, I do love her being proved wrong. Proved yeah, wrong. yeah, absolutely. Moonlight and Twinso are both like, no, 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 no. It's okay. It, he, he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and Marasi just has no idea what he's capable of. Yeah, it's great. She's got her suspicious face on the whole time. <laughs> Run. So I, I have a question. I think uh -huh. more for any watchers than any of us on the show, because I don't think any of us would know the answer to this. Okay. But Coriander Court, mm -hmm. is that something not necessarily specific in real life um, Indian culture, but I guess is there, it, does this make sense? Does it come from something? I, I'm just trying to figure out where that comes from, because everything else, I'm like, cool, yes, this makes complete sense. But then I get to Coriander Court and I'm like, am I just an ig ignorant white person that does not understand what this means? So please, if you know the answer, if there is like some connection there, please put it in the comments. <laughs> also, if any of you know the answer, then please speak up. Yeah. I assumed it was something in the world. Just like the people who really love cilantro. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I don't know. I think that's the thing is it's not called coriander in the US. It's it's called cilantro. Well, no, they're two different things. They're two <laughs> oh. in the US, they're two different things. 
Cilantro is the leaf and coriander is like the seed, I think. Oh, is it like elderflower and elderberry type of thing? Oh, God. Oh, today I learned. Anyway, in Australia, the entire thing is just called coriander. So it's just like herb cord. Like, okay, (laughs) where does this come from? (laughs) The... I, my knowledge of the Indian subcontinent is low. The thing that Coriander Court reminds me of is how the Japanese throne was called the Chrysanthemum Throne, and it was like Mm -hmm. named after a flower. And so like, I Mm -hmm. think that's trying to evoke maybe something like that. Uh, Hmm. Like, like me, like Googling Coriander Court didn't get anything. Yeah, I tried that too. (laughs) Yeah. But like, I think that's. It's it's trying to evoke something like that, yeah. uh, and evoke like the the the, the spices and mm. things, and how that's presumably important uh, culturally, yeah. right? It might just be because like with the chrysanthemum throne, like that that's been like embedded in my memory for so long since whenever mm. I first heard it. So it's never seemed out of place. Whereas like coming across this one <laughs> from the gecko, it's like okay, this this is a herb that I put on dishes. Is there another meaning to this? And I, I just didn't know if there was some context I didn't understand. Mm. There presumably are like lots of different, you know, kingdoms. Like there's 12 kingdoms, yeah. right? So like mm-hmm. this court could be just one of these kingdoms or like the, the name of like, like the corresponding thing for the crown. Like, oh, yeah. this, mm. this is the coriander quote court. Type yeah. Thing. And maybe there's 11 others that might also be named after spices, perhaps. <laughs> I mean, that would be cool, I think. Like, That's I think cool. that would be yeah. like a pretty cool like type of world building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I, I that that's that's at least my take. Please uh, sound out in the comments if you know more, because that'd be great. And so obviously we don't know a lot about the... Uh, the homeworld, where Twinsel is from, but apparently it is in... It is under the thrall of the dark aether. And Twin Soul uh, eventually wants Kelsier's help in dealing with that, which Kelsier seems like a pretty good ally to have uh, <laughs> there, you know? So do we think that... So I feel like we've all made the same assumption but I don't know how valid of an assumption that is. Do we think that Twin Souls' homeworld is the Aether homeworld? I say, I believe it is. Yes. Yes. I, I would. That's what I assumed. I, it's possible it's not. I don't think Brandon's trying to be coy about that. Like, usually it's like, oh, it's the person from Emperor's Souls. Like, oh, this is the person from the Aether homeworld, right? You know? Because because we do know that like Aethers exist on multiple worlds and like they've spread and they look different in different places to an extent. And so there is room there for. For Twin Souls homeworld to be like an offshoot or whatever, because uh, in Aether of Night, the name of the homeworld is Lore, right? So, oh, OK, sure. Mm-hmm. But, but but we don't know whether his homeworld is actually that. And I bring it up because, yes, indeed, I had also assumed that <laughs> he was from there, but it is just worth keeping in mind that that's not necessarily the case. And, and um, there's a name drop of Bjendal. Uh, Bjendal. I personally think that could be a name for this the Aether homeworld. I don't know why Kelsier at the end is just says the Aether homeworld and doesn't say what place it is. <laughs> I, 
can't fathom Kelsier's word choice here. But I assumed that it was meant to be the planet name, and that was the planet of the the original planet of the Aethers. Yeah, that is possible, but good yeah. question asked, Brandon. I think yeah. if yeah. that is the name, right? Don't think I'll answer about what mythos is, though. But I think Gentall, uh, <laughs> maybe. But wow, I'm 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 very interested about aethers and stuff yeah. and uh, this home world. It sounds like a very interesting place, and that there's a lot going on there. I definitely want to see more of it, and I feel like that's the point of the introduction as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, get ready, get ready, <laughs> Pony, get ready, <laughs> Pony in particular on Discord. Yes, I did find the line interesting. It says like Silachana, Suna, Vishwanda, and the twelve prime aethers, like. That end there is what has me interested. Because he lists like three of the names. Is yeah. I think Silachana is I'd like to say is one of the twelve. That that did seem to be my impression that Silajana was one of these. Yeah, the uh, primal roseite aether, if you will, or the primal roseite or whatever. But then who are Suna and Vishwanda? Like that's I feel the, like we had the same thought because I was about to bring this up as well because the way it's written almost <laughs> makes those three sound like they are separate from the mm-hmm. 12 primal mm-hmm. aethers yeah. but Lujana really comes across as like the primal aether that Vincel um, is connected to and that's the one that does the rosite stuff like that yeah. that was the impression I got yeah. maybe it's just listing the ones that are most relevant connected mm-hmm. like that uh, that like uh, twin soul interacted with these ones most so it's like he even though he's connected to Silajana, there were these other ones that are maybe neighboring places or mm-hmm. I, I, I don't yeah I don't know um it's or maybe point. he switches it up every time he does a switch <laughs> maybe yeah I, I very much want to know uh what all these things are uh please please tell yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm almost getting like a vibe from these 12 primal aethers that they are that they don't have a name there's absolutely Mm. no reason for me to like get that vibe right there's no evidence in the text but it feels like here are some named entities and also Mm -hmm. the the primal rosite aether right and that's that's Mm -hmm. all we know about that thing i wonder if um, going off that Arjun, because that that does make sense to me that in the same way that autonomy is like budding out avatars of herself from different places, that the aethers like bud out a conscious being that acts in their interest. Mm. Like primal can have like I think can have two meanings, right? Like it could be like the foremost, the first, like yep. that's what mm-hmm. it literally means, but it could also in mind the sense of primitive, like mm-hmm. primal instincts, primordial, yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it depends sort of on what interpretation you take of that word. Yeah. And that informs what the primal aethers may, might be like. I do kind of like that idea that maybe like the power itself or like, there's an entity, but it's not necessarily sapien or whatever. And then there's Silachana, who's like sapien sp- representation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. The the phrasing of like the twelve primal ethers almost like makes me think of like 
the 10 fundamental surges or like the yep. 16 sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, mm-hmm. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I think it if it were prime aethers, I would probably lean more in the other direction yeah. in that they were like the first, the progenitors. Mm-hmm. But primal is an interesting word there, mm-hmm. right? I don't know when we're gonna when we're gonna see more, but it clearly it's also Twin Soul and Aethers will return in the next episode <laughs> yeah. of the Cosmere. Uh, I mean, a, a lot of this Ghost Flood stuff is setting up. Oh no, no, you you'll see him again. You'll see him again. Don't worry. Um, and it is it is worth noting that Brandon talked about he talked about the idea of like. Casimir crossovers that are looking forward in time, not backwards, right? So, yep. so far, when we look at like Easter eggs and things like that, it's been, oh, a new book comes out. Let's throw in something from a previous book, right? So, uh, Rhythm of War, not Rhythm of War, Oathbringer comes out. Let's put in this Elantrian that we've seen, you know, 15 years ago in in Elantris, right? That's That's mm-hmm. the look back kind of crossovers but with this we are doing the opposite we are putting in like aether stuff and aether maybe homeworld stuff and things like that in twin so that are hey this is foreshadowing almost Mm. you will see this rather than you can read this other book to Mm -hmm. learn about it's like no you will see this eventually again I've seen discussions, particularly when the book first came out, um, about how Brandon might continue with the crossovers going forward. And there's the the way of looking at it that it's going to be like people, right? And like we've seen Shia again, and like we see Kelsier again, we see Kays again, and that the crossovers are largely going to come from people turning up that we have seen before. Hearing that makes me think a lot more of the other interpretation that I saw put forward, where it's not necessarily people who are always creating these crossover moments, but Brandon's trying to actually cross over the cultures and cross over the worlds so that we get, what what was it, like chowder turn up in this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like, hey, that's a cool thing that you can pick up on that's from another world and probably means something if it's reached here, but it's not another character turning up again, which I know some people are not necessarily in favor of. So I like the idea of thinking of it as like a looking forward thing, because that way even the characters that do turn up, like Twinsel in this case, if he turns up again, it's like, okay, but we were kind of expecting that. Like th- this is the, the prequel step to whatever we see in the future instead of was shy where it's going the other way where we got that story and hey look now there's a character we've seen before mm-hmm. and, and i mean he brandon's always been talking about how like he's not doing like an mcu team up mm-hmm. sort of thing with these mm-hmm. intersections but more of the clash of cultures and like how these cultures intersect so i think I mean, I, th- I think it's going to be a bit of both, right? Like, obviously, we are going to see people from other planets and stuff. Uh, yeah. But, like, it, it's also... We're seeing these cultural references and magics that we've seen before and we will see more of in the future, right? And yeah. and with... So I almost wonder... Because with Shai and, and KIs in here, it's more end-gamey than it is Star Trek-y, right? We are mm. seeing... 
characters that we have seen before explicitly show up. It's it's less about, oh, we are seeing an offshoot of a Selish culture show up, right? No, we're seeing a specific Selish character or two. Yeah. And so I wonder if we are in this kind of intermediate step where we need to use these characters we are familiar with to kind of open up the Cosmere before we can do kind of a, a clash of cultures type of thing. So we go from Cell is its own thing, Roshar is its own thing, Skadrio is its own thing, and then we go into, yeah, but there are individuals who cross between these specific places, and we see them kind of jump between stories, and then in the next phase of the Cosmere, if you will, we are going to abandon most of these individuals. They're going to do their own thing. But now we've established that a Salish person can hop around or a Sharon person can hop around. We see the Iriali presumably show up in the Lost Meadow and things like that. And so that allows us to say, oh, cultures are now interacting with each other a lot more than like individuals we know about. Mm-hmm. And that can be easier to do with a character that people already know right like if you're trying to put a bunch of things together and it creates something unfamiliar having that character is like oh i know this character i can follow this character along and i know them even though everything else is changing and like it it does create that nice transition through instead of just having to relearn everything again yeah Yeah. like from from scratch Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. regarding twin soul in particular like i wonder where if he will be in the eventual like ether of night replacement that we'll get like and will that be a prequel like will it tell a story or like will it have him before the events of lost metal mm-hmm. or afterwards because at least to lightly touch on ether of night prime there is with the dark with the mention oh, no. of the dark aethers there is a similar plot One, element. Aether. Yeah, the, the, the Aether of Night, as the title says, like there is a plot right. about that. And he seems sunny, you know? <laughs> Whether Brandon wants to still tell some version of that story, and so it's a prequel to how the Dark Aether took over their home planet. Yeah. And if you're going to see, like, maybe uh, Twins or not as a main character or whatever, but like, because he appears to be royalty. So he's, I don't know, somehow like the king or a Raj, whatever, in the hierarchy that is, we'll see him in that capacity in the Aether book eventually. Like whether that will be the case or if we won't see him there at all, I don't know. <laughs> and there's a similar question we can ask about the uh, Elantris sequels, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people up to this point have just assumed it's going to be. Not that long after the first one, his case is in it, and she's a kid in the first one, so probably she grows up a bit, and then she's the main character. But then she's in this, and we don't know how far in the future this is. So I've seen people talking about, and I really like the idea of this, that the reason Brandon has to do the Elantra sequels before he goes like on further after that is they're actually much more current day timeline, and Kaze is going back to Elantris for what a, a oh. back to sell for whatever reason 
And that's actually the story. It's not something from the past. It is still moving into the future. Which is a very cool idea. I really, who knows what Brandon has planned for the Elantra sequels, right? So maybe, maybe he's changed the plans. Uh, which is, is always an option, right? Yeah. Two thoughts. We have been told that Rayolin and Sereni will still be around. Like they're not going to play like a main character type of role, but they're going to be there. And so, yes, Elantrians live a long life, but like we are probably not going to be centuries into the future. When, when those things happen. Yeah. And there's something something in my head about like a Svordish university. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brendan has talked about that, that it would be like the story of Kyan's kids going to university or something like that. But it's, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that is really cute. I, wow. I, I have not thought about a lot of stuff for a while. And <laughs> this book definitely makes you want to like, I don't just talk about some cell stuff. We 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 do know, however, and and that's the the thing that is most interesting to me is that as of like literally weeks ago, Brandon considers the Elantris sequels to be more important for him to write than the Warbreaker sequel. Yeah, which is crazy to me for for like uh, Cosmere. Yeah. Story. Okay. Huh. <laughs> I mean, it seems like we're at least going to get a ghost blood recruitment that sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I'm hoping to be the the uh, Emperor's Soul sequel, by the way. Oh, that'd be that'd be sweet if Ooh. if the Emperor's Soul sequel is shy getting recruited into the ghost bloods. Okay, yeah, I'd be cool. I'd be cool with that. Yeah. In in my head, the way this goes is right. So for a long time, Brandon didn't want. A sequel to the Emperor Soul because he was like, "Oh, this is this is really nice, standalone things like that." And then at one point he was like, "Oh, I think I figured out a sequel to this that I think people are gonna like." And now we get the Lost Metal where Shy is in the Ghost Bloods, and so my thought process is, what if the sequel involves Shy joining the Ghost Bloods and like and that ties the story over? Brandon figured out the Emperor's Soul sequel in his head, and it's like, okay, now I can put her in. In the Lost Metal, mm-hmm. cross-reference the timestamps of when Brandon's writing the Lost Metal. <laughs> so you can check them out. Uh, Marvin, I do think though an Aether of Night book might be more like the Ghost Bloods and Twin Soul going back to their planet and taking it, it, it over. But like, way, it, could, yeah. it could be a yeah. prequel as well. Like that, the we there's a lot of options for what is the most interesting story Brandon can tell. So uh, yeah. that's yeah. Brandon really does set up a lot of future potential stories with this book. Yeah, yeah. Right? And not just like the follow-on with Mythborn. Like there, there's a lot of other stuff that just branches off of it. Yeah, it's... <laughs> have fun writing that, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> why don't we talk about Codenames Are Stupid? Kais from uh, Al- Alantris. We've, we've referenced her, but uh, she has a seon, Deo. There's a reference to her brother, Adian. And uh, she actually learns the language and Shai's like, I've used connection hacks. I'm not doing that crap. Uh. <laughs> I, I have this, this headcanon and you cannot convince me otherwise okay. that okay. KI was being like recruited by the Ghostbloods and she was like, okay, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join you guys. You guys are doing interesting things. And they're like, so you need a code name. 
and and she went what no code names are stupid no you need to code names are stupid mm-hmm. write this down <laughs> no i absolutely think that's how this is this happened yeah. yeah hold on just just to just to clarify do we know for sure that the reference to her brother is referring to Edian? We don't. Because my my assumption mm. was that the brother was Dayorn, the one that is referred to in Elantris as like practically her twin. So the reference is in the context of like doing like mathematical mm. things, mm. which Adian was a prodigy in. Mm. And so I it's thought, not. Mm. I thought there was a reference to like her brother also being in the ghost bloods, and that's what I assumed it was. I assumed it was Dayorn. I would love if you could find that because that sounds exciting. Uh, yeah, and she did. She did say he'd do this maths easily, yeah. which uh, let me it, let me it see. Does sound like I mean, it could have been. It could have been just a yeah. false assumption on my. It's in um thirty nine. Yeah. I just found it. Yeah, I wish my brother were here. He'd do this math easily. Like that's. Basically, all of it, I think. I mean, it, it is, yeah. 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 I, I honestly can't quite remember Dayorn's character <laughs> much. But, uh, yeah. Like, I, I, I remember young K.I.'s because she was, when she gets upset, she swears in Jindo mm. because she thinks that her parents, who doesn't speak Jindo, are not going to understand what she's talking about. But they clearly understand that she's wearing Jindo. Uh, and so, like, her aptitude for foreign languages, which we see here in, like, oh, she's learning or she has learned Thalen instead of just, like, using connection hacks. Like, that's that's a nice little continuity bit that I that I really love. And so, we have that for her character. We have a Dian's hey, I am the first statistic character that Brandon has ever written, and so I'm going to be really good at math out of nowhere. No, not problematic at all. <laughs> we're, just gonna, we're just gonna ignore all of that. Yeah, It is consistent with Elantris, though, yeah. here. <laughs> but I am, I, I don't remember anything about Dayorn. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember that Dayorn exists yeah. at all. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I don't know who this character is. Yeah. Ooh, uh, I, I remember that they were siblings that are not twins, but a lot of people think of them as, as twins because they, yeah. look very much they alike. are siblings. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Kayain oh. and Deora have three children or four children, right? Lukel, Kais, Deoran, and Adayan. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know when I read the scene, I wasn't thinking of Aiden. Like I didn't think that was a reference to the the autistic character. That's Aiden. So maybe I did Adian, vaguely yeah. remember there was another brother. That is Aiden. Yeah, no, I didn't think it was. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Like I didn't think it was a, a reference to the autistic brother. Oh, okay. Okay. So maybe I did remember Dayorn, but I just didn't remember anything about Dayorn. Okay. I think I, I think what happened was that I the brother in then in 40 the the Aeon is referenced as Deo and I think in my uh, mind I made the connection between that and mm-hmm. her brother being Deorn. Um, oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Sure 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 sure. I think that's that what it sense. was. Which which is which is really I mean it's 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 kind of interesting it's kind of just like nice 
that her Sion is Deo, <laughs> which shares the same linguistic root as her brother Deorn and her mother Deora. Yeah. Hmm. Which which does make me wonder like whether that was a natural occurrence or if she was like because well you know from where the Brandon that Sions are unique in that there is only one Sion per Aeon. Still a crazy wob, by the and, way. And so there is only one Sion whose name is Deo out there. And so I wonder if she like specifically sought that out and was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna bond you. And, and <laughs> also importantly, Brandon always said that the origin of Sions is a thing that the Elantra sequels would deal with, right? Like he yeah. he has always said that. So like uh, we could potentially see Kais get that Sion in the sequel, assuming it Brandon has not changed it so that it's Kais going back to cell, right? Which I, I think Brandon could do. I mean, it could be birth. It could be flashbacks. Mm -hmm. Ooh, oh, oh boy. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's <laughs> Why, awesome. not <laughs> Why not yeah. both? Yeah. It's it, it is just going to be weird to write Elantra sequels. It's like, hey, remember yeah. that book from a long time ago? It's been that's, 20 years. It's gonna up? be so wild. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be really just weird. Going back to Elantris. Yeah. It's gonna be wild if you can't go from like say Elantris is your first book in the Cosmere. And you really cannot go straight to Elantris 2. You have to read a bunch of other stuff first. But like, I think Brandon's acknowledged that he's like almost at that point anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Young, young me in 2005 was very upset that Brandon was writing Mistborn and not an Elantris sequel would be pissed, <laughs> uh, but, which is true. I was, I was finally upset. Get it. I, I didn't even read the like preview of Final Empire at the end of Elantris, the Elantris paperback. I was really upset. Oh, that's right. They used yeah. to do that at the end of the book. You could like, yeah, yeah, read, yeah. like a little bit of the next yeah. one. Stay tuned for the next book. Yeah. Um, With code names, my kind of headcanon, and I really like this idea, is the reason that she was inducted into the Ghostbloods um, and that they became aware of her is because of her proficiency with languages and like learning languages. And I can see that being really useful for them if, say, I don't know, the Wi-Fi goes down on their con connection medallions and they just stopped working one day. And it's like, well, it's fine because code names can still like buy us groceries or like she <laughs> could be the first one onto a planet to kind of learn the language and then they retroactively figure out how to make the connection work because she knows the language somehow i don't well, know like, i just like that idea because that's like a really special skill that a lot of people don't have um i was thinking what if the elantra sequel is like the ghost bloods come to sell looking for i actually don't know if the timeline would work for this at all because it's like yeah, pre-final pre empire maybe but okay like theoretically ghost bloods go to sell looking for a Sion. That's like a, a cell phone, right? And then like she has a Sion and is like studying them. And it's like that's how they meet. Yeah. I I, I think like we we have seen connection hacks lead to some linguistic quirks. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh and probably having someone in your world hopping organization actually knowing what those quirks are might be useful to know right so have we ever like gotten a warp or like something in world about 
reading a language that you are only understanding through connection? Ooh, like, that's also a good question. Um, we have not, but I would assume it works exactly the way it does for a spoken language. I would agree. I assume so too. Yeah, I assume so too. But <laughs> like, maybe that isn't the case, and like, because she is reading some like Thalish yeah, newspaper, yeah. Or whatever, and so I could see her in general like being in charge of Intel from other worlds and. Mm, knowing yeah, the language of yeah, those yeah. words if maybe mm. they aren't even able to connect to them when they are off world so uh, that's that's like why she they yeah. hired her spy master thing yeah i could see that what i could also see and and the way that i was going was that she's just like generally hella smart because the scene that we see her in is she's she's looking at like like the moment Moonlight and, and Marcy walk into the safe house, she immediately starts talking about mm-hmm. uh, the geography of both physical and cognitive realm. She brings up Thalen as a language and how fascinating that is. And so I, like, I'm sure there is a, there's a concrete reason that the mm-hmm. Ghostbloods were interested in her or that she like wormed her way into the Ghostbloods. But at this point, I think she's very much a, a jack of all trades. Like she know she he, she's like budget Chris. Yeah. You just you just <laughs> retroactively make all of Kaiyan's kids like geniuses to make Edie <laughs> less problematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. Cool. Let's talk about Dlavil uh, a little bit. Uh, there's not much to say, but uh, he. He's Eatil's brother, and he seems nice. Oh, wait. <laughs> he wants to kill Marisi. Yeah. Hmm. I can't say I like him. Nope. It, it does make me feel like I understand now how Eatil works so well with Mraze. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you're used to that kind of, like, bloodthirsty. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Is it said that the just brother and sister or that they're twins because for some reason my um, brain is telling me twins sister is how she's referred to yeah. in the okay. epilogue yeah yeah it is i think the most interesting so the, the most interesting thing about level to me is that he's sibling to the other right <laughs> the second most interesting thing is the confirmation i mean the canonical confirmation that they are both from Silverlight, right? Mm-hmm. In a they are native to Silverlight kind of context. Mm-hmm. Because that frames the timeline for me a little bit. Right. So we are now firmly in era two and we have like a significant population of Maoish people, which Remember, that is now the name of the southern continent and the southern people and everything southern. And so <laughs> hunters are technically Maoish. Sure they but not that. the maskless, maybe. <laughs> anyway, so there are there are southern Skedrians in Silverlight, and they've been there long enough that they're like there are first generation silver lighters that have like silver light accent and so they were like at, at at the very least their parents have like so there is 
this is not like future of the Cosmere type of thing. This is, we're probably looking at decades, if not, you know, a century or two of Southerners who have gone to live in Silverlight. Oh, I have a theory for how this happened. I just came up with it. Okay. That during the ice death, right after the Catacendra, like some people just found the perpendicularity in the South and like, yeah, we're getting the hell out of here. This place sucks. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I think that's really plausible. Yeah. The, the thing about this, Arjun, is that I'm, maybe the culture has changed, but I'm side-eyeing that like never taking your mask thing off because they, the Southerners explicitly do like for emphasis. So I'm like, are we sure they're Southern Skadrians and there's not some like weird facial like they're not actually southern skadrians or like even human and that becomes obvious if they take their mask off and they're just using this like cultural people wear a mask all the time thing to like hide the fact that they're not actually human absolute Aren't crack masks like fused to their face yeah yeah, yeah. alik yeah. alik tells us that this is this is something normal for the hunters yeah which are mm. one of the five kingdoms in the south yeah, so like I, there, there's obviously cultural variance, which is why it's slightly annoying that they're all Maoish now or something. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. one of the five like tribes of the Maoish or the Maoish or the Maoish or the Maoish or the Maoish. <laughs> it's, it's so dumb. It is so dumb. I'm so upset about that. <laughs> you look so upset. I am. It, it's unbelievable. The country itself is called Maoish, right? Like, it's not, that's not just a denonym. Correct. That, yeah, Correct. <sighs> yep. Yep. Uh, like it could Renette, be Malv or something. Renette, Renette and Jaxi yeah. go to Malwish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This will be Evgeny saying that he brings up every chance he gets. Uh, that's I, like, I will never let people forget how annoyed I am about this. <sighs> it it, it's is... like Ian about Shadesmar, you know? Perfect. Ian about Shadesmar. <laughs> and you, uh, sorry, I meant Ian about et metal harmonium. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Ian also about shades bar. But yeah, 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 yeah. It's not just Ian. It might be worth just giving a quick one liner to explain what exactly you're upset about, because uh, it took me a while to figure out until okay. it was like specifically All right. explained. All right, listeners, listeners, buckle up because I'm going to speak fast. So the issue with the whole thing is that the term Mawish is used for so many things that don't make sense, right? So originally we thought it was just a nation in the South and like Alik was Maoish from the nation of, we don't know what that nation is, but like Maoish is like English, right? Or Maoish like is like a demonym. German. Demonym. It's a demonym, yeah. And then in the Lost Metal, we learned that there exists the Maoish Consortium, which is fine. Like that can be like the European Union, right? The Maoish people have united all of the South under a consortium and that's fine. And then in the epilogue for Renette, we are told that she and her girlfriend, Jaxi, go to Mawish. And that is dumb and it doesn't make sense. Like, you don't go to English, you go to England. <laughs> or you go to the English Empire. You don't go to English. And so, I am, I am so upset about, like, this is, without a doubt, the single thing of the entire Cosmere, of the entire body of Brandon Sanderson's published works that I am the most upset about. Just, just say that is very you fair. go to the Southern Continent or you go to the Maoish Consortium or you go to the South or you go to like, give it a name, give it a like Maua, right? Mm. Or Maui, right? You go to Maui. Or Mal, 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 M
I'm going to Malwish. <laughs> so it's like you're going to Malwish class, like it's. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. To, I'm going to Malwish class. <laughs> watch out! Watch as it starts like the decade-long campaign of Evgeny, like trying to convince <laughs> Brandon and Isaac that like this specific thing needs to be changed in the ten years. I will fix edition. it into leather bound. <laughs> With blood. It will either be my blood or theirs. I mean, to be fair, there will probably be some changes when Brandon writes Era 3 and probably actually world builds out the southern continent more because I'm not convinced he has this fully world built out until he's figured out the plot lines in Era 3. I gotta be honest here. Like, there probably will be some changes just once Brandon nails things down. Like, like how Way of Kings said some things and it's like, uh, in retrospect, that metaphor shouldn't have been used. It should actually be this. And mm-hmm. If you think like that, right? Possible. So your time <laughs> may come, Evgeny. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have anything else about Dlavil? There's still so much to talk about. So uh, no. you, you want to complain it's, about the name, Marvin? No, I just noticed earlier when reading it, it sounds like it looks a bit like Devil when you look at it quickly. Yep. Yeah, I felt the like, same thing, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. It does. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Oh, funny. There is potentially an agent who's maybe a skybreaker. Ooh. Uh. Uh, on the docks, I do want to talk about this because a lot of re- when I was recording Reactions 3, they were convinced it was a skybreaker. So for context, Steris is on the docks. She's dealing with things and she's like, we got to sink these ships. And there are ghost blood agents that are there to help uh, Steris. And one asks, is this legal? And Steris assumes, potentially valid or not, that this is a coin shot. But the theory is that hmm, legal things, may- maybe they're a skybreaker and they're using a lashing instead. Because they do they do fly off at the end of that scene. They right? do, they do, yeah. yeah. Is Skybreaker yay or nay? What do you think? I don't know. They're not glowing. Like, yeah. what are they using to yeah, fly? That's true. That's true. Huh? You know. I I I'd never thought they'd be like anything other than what Steris mm-hmm. assumes them to be. Yeah, I don't. I I don't see any evidence that they aren't just regular coin shots. It it I, just seems like the normal thing. Like you're saying, hey, we're gonna sink all of these private ships in <laughs> in the docks like yeah it's normal for people to go is like are we can we can we do that how much would the ghost bloods care about that you know i mean in general maybe not that much but like i don't know like an individual might and it seems mm. to be like one person who's like can we actually do this and i don't know maybe they're new maybe they're young but Schedule has like a much uh, more developed and um, set in place legal system, and rather than like the, so almost like we had four books about it. <laughs> so I'm just like they have un- laws. This, this unlike, is not evidence to me. Yeah, unlike a left car where it's like yeah, if Dalinar says you're good, you're good. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that's that's yeah. the left. But law also, here. if Radiant says you're good, you're also probably good. And like yeah. Navani can also probably say you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. If- the difference between like a parliamentary system and a absolute monarchy. <laughs> That's like, true. In one of them, people can just do whatever they want 
because like the king said so and the other one was like no we have laws and we have rules and you need to follow them if you live in the biggest city on the planet i actually think this person is a skybreaker i do oh, you i'm convinced i mean i wouldn't put it past Bren. like that would be a very Bren thing to do i think brandon expects us to put two and two together i think this is a skybreaker for sure 100 percent Okay, not uh, 100%, 90% <laughs> for me. I see what you're saying, but I generally don't think the Ghostblood agents help to protect Scadrial would particularly care that much. Uh, but I do think a Skybreaker would. But how would a Skybreaker work for Kelsier? There are a lot of open <laughs> questions there. There's for sure. And then, so how did they get their spread off world? Why aren't they glowing? Where are they the using, like, glowing is the problem. Are they using metal? Are they using stormlight? Like how are they Are they using pure Aeon door, but like that would also make them glow? No, that mm. that's too expensive, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. they used all of it. Moonlight yeah, yeah. was surprised that Kelsier authorized the use yeah. of yeah, yeah, a purified yeah. door. Yeah, yeah, she was. So there, there's there's some questions, but uh, I mean we, we don't need to dwell on it until it's Skybreaker confirmed. Ask Brandon that at a spoiler stream. Is that a Skybreaker? Because yeah. if if so, we got some implications to talk about there, okay? Because okay. if it is confirmed, there are a lot of things that we need to talk about. But That is true. I, uh, I, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I would be very surprised if it were. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll see you in a few. Maybe, maybe at the spoiler stream of being completely vindicated and correct. Because as soon as I heard that, I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I like it. So I was really hoping to not have more theories to put into the bin of like, why do these exist? <laughs> why are they real? I really don't want to up it to two because I, really, I, I dislike this just like, as much as I dislike the Shalon's mother theory. Let's put it that <laughs> yep. way. Yep, yep, yep. I, I, th- I think they come from a similar thing of just trying to find things that aren't there. Uh, and I'm really annoyed about the other one. I, I, I sense a general like desire to move forward with the podcast. We have so many more things on our agenda. That's, and we- that's fine. We, we'll, we'll power through them in 15 minutes. Oh, but yeah. We need to talk about when you talk about dark water and i and i hear you listeners i hear you you're going who yeah dark who yeah dark water is my favorite it, it's not my favorite it's my favorite ghost blood agent in this book because that's the cabbie that picks up moonlight and Marisi after they leave uh Mariga's, like newspaper publication place like they get in the in the taxi and Marcy gives them directions and I don't remember the exact context of the thing, but it, it is revealed that the cabbie is a ghost ghostblood agent that's like, sure thing, Moonlight. <laughs> Why is this your favorite and or memorable in any way? Because it shows how careful the ghostbloods are in their mm. planning, mm-hmm. in that there was a cabbie available to pick up Moonlight, who was Kelsier's apprentice, effectively. Yeah, okay, that's fair. And and they were ready to grab them and take them wherever. And they weren't going to break the disguise unless Marisi had like revealed that she'd known about the ghost buds. Mm-hmm. 
think it also shows that there's more ranking in the ghost bloods than we necessarily see with our main characters uh in this book because there are just these random people who like are hidden ghost bloods out in the wild and also that there are just a lot more people probably than what we probably. see or what we know yeah. in Skadriel whose only job might be to kind of be the eyes and ears that mm. feed information back and to do jobs like this of like taking people around without them necessarily knowing who they are. Be it a getaway driver. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Not, not everyone is, is a shy or a twin soul, right? Yeah, sure, 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 yeah. sure, sure. You gotta have your grunts or I don't remember what the other one was. Henchmen. The, henchmen. Goons. Yeah, you gotta have your grunts, grunts or henchmen. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention with Dark Water is it would have been really funny uh, if Brandon called them Dark Shadow instead. Shadow. Because uh, there is a character in Cytonic who is called Dark Shadow. Is there? And yeah. Um, I mean, I, I believe you that there is. <laughs> Don't worry, you know exactly who it is. And that just would have been really funny with like, like, oh, this thing is Cosmere. Like, no, it's not. It's just no. the mm. same name used no, twice. No, no. Yeah. So now that we've gone in extensive detail of the Ghost Blood agents uh, in mm, a lot of detail, let's talk about the differences between the Rosharan and Skadrial, the Rosharan and Skadrian Ghost Bloods. And I think there, there's a meme I saw in Cosmemes that was like, oh, the Skadrian ghost floods, oh. they're such a cute puppy. And the Rashawn one's like a big wolf. Ooh, scary. Because there there are a lot of differences in, in how they're perceived, perhaps. Although, maybe if you're on the ghost floods bad side, maybe not so much. So I have a theory that I was talking to Eric about last night or something about this. And I'm convinced of this now until we get more information. I think the Ghostbloods that are on Roshar are basically the equivalent of contractors, except they don't necessarily know that they're contractors. I think he sent Eatil to Roshar and said, do this thing, make this a thing, make me an investiture network and get it back to Skadriel. You have power to use who you want, um, but they're not necessarily in the ghost bloods because i don't really think that Raze cares about protecting Skadriel, and mm. i don't think that kelsey would really let someone into like the the full crew if they did not have any inclination towards that like i think that one is so important to him as like the leader of this this club and the creator of this club, and the whole point was to protect Skadriel, that if he's going to let other people fully indoctrinate uh, newbies, then they need to at least have some level of, I care about Skadriel, I'm going to protect Skadriel. And I think Maze has that at all. So I think Eertil's just hired him, Maze thinks he's in the Ghost Bloods, and like once they're done, Eertil will just cut them loose. Yeah... Like, how do you have that conversation if Shalon decided to join the Ghostbloods? It's like, so our primary objective is to defend a place that you don't know, like, yeah. anything about. Yeah. Like, how does that conversation Get go? Get Darius or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I don't think... Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think Mraze even knows about that, right? Yato 
probably does. Like, yeah. I think she oh, is, I think she does. She is yeah. like a full Ghostblood member mm-hmm. along with her brother. Yeah. And I am I am very much on board with Kelsier going, hey, Yarrow, go to this place and figure out how to get me their investiture because that, that seems like a useful thing to have. And then whether he like gives her full sanction of, yeah, you can, you can do whatever you want there or if she just decides that she can do whatever she wants there is inconsequential. Well, I think I think on the salon Shalon subject, it kind of happens the same way. Like Casey was recruited. It's like it's not you don't bring that up at first. You're like, hey, like there are these cool secrets. I can take you off planet. Want to learn mm-hmm. more about the world. And then you get to schedule and you're like, oh, wow, this place is so amazing. So advanced. And then you hit them with the like, but there are forces that work that want to destroy us the way Odium is working to destroy your home. And we need your help to make sure that doesn't happen mm. here. This totally isn't cultish behavior here. I'm not saying, at all. sounds like being inducted into a cult. It really is. Right. Yeah, you can't have the big secret. But yeah, I mean, that is probably how that would happen, right? I think any ghost blood member recruited or initiated mm-hmm. on Roshar is going to be serving Iado's purpose rather than Kelsier's. And then yes, the I question is going to go down to how much is Yaro following Kelsier's directive, which might be a lot, right? Uh, but my impression from like Twin Souls internal commentary was that maybe, maybe she's she's not a rogue agent per se, but she she she's no she's no Twin Soul, she's no Moonlight, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe she's more of an agent of chaos and. The way that they've tried to dealt with deal with that is like, okay, here's the task I give you. There is the place I send you. Have fun. Do what you like. I don't care about that planet. Just do the task I said. And how you do it, I don't care. Yeah. I wonder just what it would be like because Ghostbloods on Skadriel have this like, we don't keep secrets. Yeah. What happens if Ray's just saunters into the Ghost Blood Manor in Ellendale? What's that conversation look like? <laughs> hmm. I don't think that would go very well for him. Uh, I, I think he would think that he's allowed to be there and everyone else would be like, oh, you should. You, you There's a lot of a good storytelling opportunities to, within the Ghost Bloods that I think we mm-hmm. do need to explore there. Mm-hmm. I had a thought that maybe, and this is inspired also from Reaction 3, which we recorded yesterday, maybe Kelsier sending Iatl to antagonize Rosharans for Skadrian gain might not go over well long-term like an era <laughs> to later when, you know, there's lots of Rosharan and Skadrial crossover. They'll be like, no, you Ghostbloods and Skadrians are meddlers and I do not like you. And it would just be so fun if Kelsier's plans just like blew up in his face. Cause uh, yeah, I, I can see Ghostbloods, you know, stabbing and trying to kill Yasna. Not great when Yasna lives. Uh, th- I'm sure that will go great. I, I imagine that will not really engender goodwill maybe long-term, at least at least to the Ghostbloods, but maybe it might go more broad to Skadriel as a whole. Hmm. I, I wonder, like, what would those Ghostbloods we see on Skadriel think if they, like, knew what was going on on Roshar? 
It's a good question, right? Like maybe even maybe Kelsier does know what Yatel's doing and does give her his permission. But you know, does he keep his secrets? Maybe he doesn't tell uh Prasanva and Casey and even like Shy mm. everything that's going on to kind that's of possible. keep them in his pocket and keep them in the yeah. ghost bloods. Uh, Kelsier does think of Yatel as like running amok on Rosha. Like he's aware to some extent at the very least. But I also I think Kelsia in particular, like he he's fine with that. Like what what she's doing in Rosha, mm. as long as like she and we do see, or at least um Ray says that Yetil is reporting back to Kelsia in some capacity. Yeah, clearly. Like how much she's might might be lying there, we don't know. But yeah. Quick note, Marvin. Yeah. Twinsoul thinks Yattle's running. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh, Twinsoul thinks mm-hmm. it, right. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's about like he, he, they know of their activities to some extent, at least, and are not disapproving, at least, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Or like I think Kelsey would have shut it down by now if he wasn't quite okay with it. And I think like Kelsey is the sort of person who is personally okay with those methods. <laughs> <laughs> I think it. What she was doing ever seemed like it was going to harm Skadriel or blow back on Skadriel badly, then he would step in. But otherwise, I think he just doesn't care how she does it as long as she does the thing that he wants and it continues to, like, he continues to benefit from it. He's like, yeah, do what you want. It's not here. (laughs) I don't care if you destroy that place. There was this line when they were talking about planets that, like, are inaccessible. Mm -hmm. They do say, like, if you count Roshar, so maybe right. they're kind of discounting Roshar because they're like, well, that planet's inaccessible. It's probably going to be destroyed by Odium anyways. And that, <laughs> that could uh, be a problem if that is not the case. And then the Roshar yeah. show up like, you've been meddling with us. You've been trying to like have a monopoly on our resource, even though it's our planet. You guys hate this guy who was like personally saved the life of like half of our night's radiance. Like, yeah. Uh... I I can see I, I I just like this because it's very believable that it's like I can see the steps the ghost bloods did mm-hmm. and like yeah that makes sense that makes sense okay I mean yeah there's a lot of sketchy stuff but like yeah Kelsier is kind of okay with sketchy methods uh if it's outside of his protect schedule sort of vibes and see that all bite him in the ass eventually sounds delicious. <laughs> like, I really like that idea. This is this is starting yeah. to lean a little bit into Kelsier episode territory. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll talk we'll talk a lot more about this next time. I don't want to okay. go too much into this, but I do want to register a complaint that I think you are portraying Kelsier as more villainous than I think you should. I I I mean. That is a valid point. He is okay hemallergically stabbing people that he considers his enemies, and maybe he considers Rosharans his enemies. Look, okay? I, I, I do not disagree that sometimes to make an omelet, you have to break a few skulls. There is a spectrum where this is on one, it's not even on one end, it's like somewhere at the 30% mark. And on the other end, it's, hey, we're going to put a child in a cage. Like, that's true. I, I don't think he'd put uh, lift in a cage. Yes, I agree. Yes, he would. So, he would disapprove of that. I agree with no, that. I, I think there are things that he's unaware of, and that he would not agree with. 
when it comes to the Rosharan branch. Agreed. An interesting tidbit in general that we get from this with Era 2 being after Stormlight first half is the fact that Roshar definitely still exists and that Eertel is still there. That's so, true. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that it, it is... Inaccessible? Dangerous to access. Yeah. 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 So Stormlight 5 is going to go great. This is interesting because <laughs> I know like there was theories and stuff with Roshar exploding or something yeah 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 um so it's like okay that didn't happen so just interesting knowledge about another series yeah true mm-hmm. so we have blabbed a lot but i think there's one more question that we haven't really talked about of just like ghost blood timeline when was this whole thing founded because we haven't really been able to talk about that on roshar and ghost blood episodes but now we know a lot more how old are people? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. A great question. So we have a disclaimer. I don't think we're going to come to a conclusion here. No, but we have not. the ending of era one where mm-hmm. we, we can assume that Kelsier comes back to life soon after the Karasen. At least in time to get to the south in 10 years, potentially. But yeah, on, on the scale of the Cosmere soon after that right so mm-hmm. so that's kind of an anchoring point and then we assume that kelsier is the founder of the ghost bloods because it makes a lot of sense kelsier cognitive shadow ghost blood hemology hemology mm-hmm. yeah. so meryl as the logo <laughs> meryl flower yeah right exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah probably probably the biggest giveaway right <laughs> yeah and, and, and so if we kind of anchor ourselves at the end of era one or like within a decade or two, or like 50 years or whatever. Then we need to get Shy in there. We need to get K-Ice in there. And both of them are, like, I don't think we have a canonical, like, point of reference between Elantris and Emperor Soul, but we kind of assume they are, like, within the same, like, within a few decades, within the same century or whatever. Jordan still exists. Yeah. And... Yeah. Similar right. enough, right? And we know that Elantris takes place way before Era 1. Mm-hmm. Probably not before White Sand, but before Era 1. Unclear. And so we have that period. We have Elantris, and mm-hmm. then we have Emperor So, probably. And then we have Era 1, and then Karasendre. And 300 years. <laughs> and then 300 years. Yeah, in which Twin Soul shows up. These people are old, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah. all of these people were able to extend their life in one way or another before they joined the Ghost Bloods. Yeah, I, I, they must have, right? So Chaos yeah, is described have. as like twenty-something year old. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. And so, like, whatever she was doing, like, I, I think she was what in her teens maybe not even teens like tweens She's pretty young in, in elantris yeah. yeah right so we're probably looking at elantris and then like a decade later the sequels and and she must have like froze time or like like skipped forward almost immediately like after that, that to like sure. modern age sure 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 mm-hmm. really makes me wonder if brandon has like changed his mind on 
how early Elantris is. I think any timeline stuff Very that's possibly. not it, it, like set in metal. <laughs> Very punchable <laughs> here. Like I, it, he's said over and over again, though, that Era <laughs> 2 is after the front half of stormlight so like i think that's very solid i think the other stuff like elantris and where white sand is that can move around a lot as brandon needs for the purposes that he wants so uh, this is maybe a bit out there but we do know that the door is like this huge raging storm of investiture in the settled cognitive realm yeah and we do know okay. that investiture, large amounts of investiture can cause or can cause time dilation, just like mass can cause time dilation. So oh, okay. because these are specifically cell-ish characters, mm. I wonder whether Brandon will bring that into play there, like as an explanation, like to to also establish this in the books that like time dilation is a thing they have to deal with. And so these are examples of characters who have experienced like like in out of world it has been decades or centuries ago but uh, they haven't had that long they like, haven't yeah. lived those centuries yeah, exactly. essentially yeah. Mm-hmm. oh this makes me think back of uh cold names's comment about her brother and so i wonder if what happened was she like left she went into shadesmar essentially right and, and her then, brother didn't and her brother didn't and so by the like from her perspective she spent just a little bit of time maybe exploring maybe going somewhere else and then coming back but she comes back and it's like 400 years later or whatever i think i think that's possible for sure like that that would help that is tragic yeah 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 and yeah it is because there's definitely an undertone of oh i i miss him right like this is this is still relatively new for her right yeah i guess uh, yeah but i would say that's an implication I, mm-hmm. i'm not great on my feet like like the larger the mass the slower time is right or like the the larger the uh, uh yeah so like, i mean so, I, always, I always think back to interstellar right yeah yeah, so right. She, yeah, spend, yeah. She, she spends a little bit of time near the black hole near the door mm-hmm. but like away from there by, by which like I mean decades. away from the cognitive realm, yeah. right, back, back into the physical realm of cell, decades pass or hundreds of years pass. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get too much into this because like, it's very... <laughs> but I feel like the maybe that also would have an effect on the physical realm. I don't like... Okay, so, I see what you're saying. And so maybe the problem, like just, I think it could be a problem, but more that... If she were to go back to visit her brother, who for him, it I don't know, has been a year or so only rather than a longer time or like maybe days, I don't know. But she would miss a lot outside of Cell again. Like if she were to visit him, centuries okay. would have or sure. decades would have passed on schedule. Yeah. Like that would be the yeah. problem, I feel like. The question I is, can't... do you think it affects the physical? Yeah, yeah. Because because yeah. that that changes the whole dynamic. Yeah. Oh boy, that have fun with that, Karen, <laughs> uh, on timeline issues. So Cell moves fast, uh, experiencing less time than everyone else, yeah. and just oh boy, that's ooh, fun. But um, let's move on because that's a whole. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Investor black holes, uh, <laughs> fun. Well, not black holes, but you know what I mean. Kind of. Cool. Any other final ghost bloody <laughs> ghost bloody? Okay. Uh ghost bloody comments. 
here. Um, obviously, there's lots more to talk about with Kelsier and his motivations and stuff going on with him. We will talk about that probably next week. I saw somebody, and I think it was a it was a fellow mod, bring up the idea that it's going to be very interesting to see people who read like Mistborn first versus people who mm. read Stormlight mm. first mm. and get like vastly different ideas of like who the ghost bloods are <laughs> and what they're all about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you get a different implication, don't you? And and so I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting discussing this organization in the future. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about that a lot as well, and I had a, a thought about the timeline. Mm-hmm. But I've been thinking about that in particular recently with this book coming out, and how a lot of us have like a suggested reading order that we tell people, right? It's like read it in this order, and I wonder if like it's go like it's obviously going to be even harder now. But maybe that's the point. Like, there isn't one particular experience you could have. And one person's experience is going to be different to someone else's. So all of us who have followed it, like, publication-wise, we've had a very particular experience of getting Stormlight 4, finding out Thydekar is Kelsier, and then we get this book. It's like, okay, here's more about the Ghostbloods and Kelsier. Whereas someone else, like, you're right that they're going to see it very differently. But maybe that's not actually a bad thing. Like, maybe there isn't really a suggested reading order anymore. It's just read in the order you want, and your experience is going to be unique to you and how you experience it. And I think definitely as a current fan, I'm like, oh, but you won't get to experience this Mm -hmm. and this and this. And maybe that's actually okay. Maybe, like, coming into it later... Your experience will be different, but that doesn't mean it'll be bad. Right? Same so, with how, Jess, you you read Words of Radiance before Warbreaker, right? Like, that changes... Yeah, I, like, I read all of Stormlight through to Oathbringer, and then I went back and read Warbreaker. I was like, this is cool. And, like, yeah, that, that was a different experience. And I think that thing is just going to get more and more. Like, I don't think there's mm-hmm. going to necessarily... I think the idea of having... Um, it's like, okay, well, read up to... What was it like? Read Wave Kings, then um, Warbreaker, then um, yeah. Words of Radiance. I, th- I think a lot of things like that are just going to break down the further we get on mm-hmm. in the Cosmere. This is me rambling mostly to say that, like, I, I think it's okay if there isn't a suggested reading order anymore, basically. That, and, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> and, and ultimately, right, like 10 years from now, no one is going to take a break after Rhythm before to read Lost Metal. They're going to probably read Stormlight Front Half. Uh, unless you want to break from the giant Stormlight books, which fair, but like you're probably either going to read Stormlight Front Half or Mistborn Era Two, and you'll read that series straight through. And yeah, they kind of spoil each other, but that doesn't necessarily change. Like it changes the experience, but that doesn't mean one is bad necessarily, <laughs> right? Or it doesn't mean that one is better. Yeah, one. Uh, yeah, right. Anyway, I had another comment about the timeline. Okay, cool. I was, I was just thinking, I, I've been thinking in terms of like the Roshar Ghostbloods timeline, like uh-huh. what you guys were talking about, Cell, because we know that they are there and active by the time that Shalon is what? 11? Yeah. 12? Like young. when she's a kid, because there's a reference to them in her flashbacks. So they must have been on Roshar for a good 
10, 15 years at that at point least. before the like where the books are currently at with Stormlight 4. I think that Kelsia wouldn't send out like a branch crew until he had a relatively solid crew of his own. So like I, I think maybe like the 50, 70 years, like before Stormlight Modern Day and all of that with Era 2, I don't think he created it right after the Catacendra. Like I, I think there was a gap in between. Um, and I remember, I don't remember who, but someone said, I think on one of the span reads, that Kelsey works a lot better when he has a crew mm-hmm. versus when he's by himself. And he kind of starts losing the plot a lot more when he's by himself. And maybe like he did the stuff with the South and then like tried to do something else, but couldn't quite achieve it by himself. And maybe he did go through another period similar to Secret History where like he just wasn't as capable as he is when there's other people around but he's also much more vicious than when there's other people around and then that might have spurned starting the ghost bloods or maybe he found out about autonomy like from harmony and or before harmony and like that was part of the the reason as well yeah i think i also had a similar final thought that it definitely or i also think it wouldn't have been like a se- it must have been at least a century or so after the Catacendra in my mind. And maybe the motivation also to some extent was that he saw Harmony getting more like locked up or like, like being becoming more inactive and less capable of acting. So he thought, okay, I need to do something about this. We need to protect Scadriel and Harmony isn't going to cut it. So let's gather people and take care of it ourselves. And so that sure. would have taken some time for that intent lock up to manifest mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. Like maybe the first time that people from other worlds started to come through the perpendicularity or start mm. coming onto schedule and sub-astral. It's like, oh, there are other people out there. Maybe, maybe we need to do something to <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shore am... ourselves up because Harmony is not doing it. I'm I'm amused by the idea that Hoyd showed up at one point and Kelsey was like, no, no, this guy says, say this guy is bad news. Says, are you listening to me? Says, no, I am not listening to him you out. at all. Kick him out. And, and say, was like, he knows a lot yeah, about Aiden Elsia. My man, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I invited him here. <laughs> yeah. And, and Kelsey was like, oh, no, rust that. Yeah. All right. Well, I know what I. Ghost Bloods because of, because of Hoyd. Yeah. Is that yeah, what yeah. that was heading? Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. The inciting incident. Other final thoughts? Things? I mean, I have thoughts, but they're Kelsey episode thoughts. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, it's, you it, know, it's, diffi- uh, it's difficult not to go Kelsey. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Mm. All right. Cool. All right, everyone, let's get on over to Who's That Cosmere Character? This character is from Roshar. Menace. Tia Tong. Raze. Void in drag on a horse. <laughs> it's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? Call. Hello, listeners. You know how the game is played. You send an email with five clues and the character those clues correspond to, to WTC at 17thshard.com. I read the clues aloud, and after each one, our panelists will have a chance to guess who's that Cosmere character. Let's begin. 
It's so good to have you, Grace. Yeah. You've been well missed, I think. All right. This first one was sent in by Unsaxon51. One. Ooh. This okay. character can write. Dalnar. No. Yeah, this pen pal. One uh, there are two female. of them. Yeah, two of them. The Thalen one, who's a baker or something, and pretends to be a uh, female audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old Jochi. There man. we go. Jochi. It is, it is not Jochi. Okay. Uh, there was a recent who's that Casimir character who also started with. <laughs> oh no! But that was that was this character is literate, I think. Mm. So it's probably not a repeat. Uh, but I am still going to guess Wayne. It is not Wayne. The author of that Pride and Prejudice thing on, mm. on Russia. I have no clue what they're called again, but I hope that is good. No, it is not the author of that book. <laughs> I mean, um, ambitious cool. of you to assume that people can come up with five clues about that person. Be- <laughs> <laughs> clue yeah. two. This character is a member of multiple organizations. Oh, no. Ooh. Amaram? It is not Amaram. Ooh, no, that's, that's a good one. Work. Yeah. Taravangian. It is not Taravangian. I mean, what is an organization, right? He's a member yeah. of the Alethi army. Um, capsule. It is not Capsule. No. Gary? You could sort of construe him to be... Like the royal Gary? household is an organization. <laughs> Gary, <laughs> can you can you say the name again? Like Gary or that. Gary, the the the, the like um, steward for the Colonial Palace. No. Yeah, the Frucamist that yeah. uh, had the AVR. Yeah, yeah, that's not that character. Clue three: This character knows Hoyd. Yasna. It is not Yasna. Ah. <laughs> She's in the Radiance. She's a versed Italian. She's a versed Italian organization, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Kinda. It's a chapter title. Do we know when this was sent in? Like, is this pre-Lost Metal? Um, I assume it must have been. It's gotta be, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Okay. Shalon. It is not Shalon. Kalak? It is not Kalak. I don't think he knows. Um, I mean, they've had a long time to chat yeah, with Hoyt and the Heralds, <laughs> potentially, so they probably do. Like, Hoyt could make those portraits of, like, these Ashen yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. towns. Yeah. So, yeah. He knew some of them, at least. I was like, what is an organization? Exactly? What is an organization? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. What is an organization? Flashbacks to Keeper uh, Chat. <laughs> True. Uh, Shalon's father. No, it is not Lindemar. Mm. Uh, clue four. This character has dark skin. Oh. Sazed. It is not Sazed. Uh, Tindwell? It is not Tindwell. Um, did you say a name, Eric? Or uh, let Marvin go. Okay. I said Galadon. It is not Galadon. Uh the 
one of the white sand characters in Chris's crew who betrays them, oh, right. who it works for Skathen. Uh, John Akron. John Akron, right? I think yeah. it's John Akron. <laughs> There's so. John Akron and Cinder, and I don't remember, but I think it's John Akron. John Akron is the bad guy, I think. Yeah. It is not John Akron. Damn. Watch it be Cinder. Clue <laughs> five. This character was spared by an enemy. Wow, that would have worked really. Oh no, they actually killed him. Never mind. <laughs> I now I. All right, give us give us the whole thing again. Yeah, yeah. This character can write. This character is a member of multiple organizations. This character knows Hoid. This character has dark skin. This character was spared by an enemy. Sixil. Um. It is Sigzil. What? Nice. What? Oh, the fuse, the, the, the heavenly yeah. one. Yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 I I was just about to guess um the um uh, the high prince <laughs> that Hoid uh th- that Yasna killed and then oh, right. brought back. Oh. But she had a- Ruthar, I think. Yeah. yeah Ruthar. Was it Ruthar? Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think it was Vama. <laughs> But they have no, ten skin on ducks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Look, skin color varies yeah, yeah, tremendously. Yeah. Like town yeah. could have been from northern Alatgar. I, mean, I so. could have gotten yeah, I couldn't have gotten six of that, yeah. Ah, he got it. Nice. All right. This next one was sent in by Elijah. Clue one. This character is married and has a daughter. Oh. Well, that should limit things significantly. Deora. It is not Deora. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> le- mentioning that name earlier. <laughs> 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 well, well I, it's I, not that I, good because you didn't get it, it right. Help, there. But at least I could have. I, I cannot. Name. I cannot not guess Kayine for the memes. It is not Kayine. I I keep going to unnamed mothers, but like <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Would you say you wouldn't say that someone who uh whose spouse died, you wouldn't say that they're still married, right? They're widowed, and so you yeah. Legally they'd be single, right? But in most systems, I think they would <laughs> Grace Grace is a stone facade of a person. I know, I know. Am I able to clarify whether like this character does have a name. It's not an oh, that's a good point. Yeah, too. It's, it's a named character. Okay, okay, okay. that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we have a lot to do. Navani. It is not Navani. That's a great guess, isn't it? Look, I'm just gonna guess. Uh, good old. King Dedalin, which Ben affectionately King calls King, uh, King Idris. <laughs> it is not King Dedalin. But like I, I but his wife died, right? Yeah. So uh, you wouldn't say that he is married, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Blue two. This character works with multiple people in authority. General Call. It is not General Call. Oh no, they have so many sons, have, not daughters. Yeah, they, have, they, they have a bunch yeah. of sons, yeah. <laughs> they have three sons. Curses. I can't remember her name, but is it the uh, the shop woman in Earthbringer, uh, the dressmaker? 
Yakska? Not Yakska. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Yakska, I think. Yakska. Yeah. yeah. It is I not Yakska. Okay. I conflated that with a character from The Curse of Strad, whose name is Yaska. <laughs> I, I, will, I will draw inspiration from King Idris. <laughs> I know where you're going. And guess, and guess King Teod. <laughs> the monarch. The monarch of like Teod. Yeah. It is not King Teod. <laughs> so I have so Whatever his name is. Eventail. Evan Teo. Evan Teo, Evan Teo. Evan Teo. Evan Teo. It doesn't have Teo in the name. Yeah, 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 it does. It does. It does. Or, or in cell brain here. The brain cell. <laughs> Teo. It's hard for me Teo. to come so up jokes. with daughters at this point. Yeah, we just have to think of daughters of yeah. named characters. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I'm doing. And also oh, I have such a good guess. Did I guess? I didn't get. You did guess. I did guess. I'm waiting on Paleo. Yeah. Okay. okay, okay, okay. I think I know okay. who does that. I'm going to guess, but I have no clue whether they're still or whether he's still married. But I'm going to guess Vin's father, who's like some. I think was it a nah, tech he wasn't married. Or, or what? Tavidian uh, Tech Yeah, yeah. It is not Tavidian okay. Tech and I don't. He's in the. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he's married, but I don't know. I don't think he's married. Yeah. I mean, okay. My turn to give a clue. Certainly clue not to Vin's mom. <laughs> clue three. This person acts as a spy. Oh, that doesn't work now. No, no, screw it. Lyrin. It is not a Lyrin. <laughs> what is the spy, Wait. you know? He kind of does. Does yeah. Lyrin have a daughter? Oh. <laughs> I was just like, kids. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's all, it's all sons um, again. No! Oh god! <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess Raiden. I don't remember whether their kid is a girl or a boy, but it is not Raiden. Uh, does he act as a spy? Yeah, it's like it's a stretch, but like when, I don't know. He, acts, <laughs> you know, he tries uh, to hide. That's <laughs> acting as a spy. <laughs> Spies with daughters who are married. Yeah. This is yeah. this is. What uh, Venn diagram is this? Like, that's <laughs> extremely specific and also extremely obscure. Yeah. I will guess... Karate. It is not Karate. She wasn't a spy either. Yeah. But I couldn't think of anyone else who has a daughter. Who's <laughs> <laughs> married. Who's also married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well... Yeah. Doesn't need to be happily married, just married. But I mean, the daughter doesn't even have to be, you know, with the person they're married to, technically. Uh, yeah, but that oh, doesn't help things. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Brandon doesn't write a lot of like affair babies, I guess. True. <laughs> sure. I'm gonna pass. All right. Clue four. This character puts their puts their duties first. Uh, Jezrian. Not Jezrian. Who is he married to? Uh, Ash's mother. <laughs> Presumably Ash's mother has been dead a long time. <laughs> and we don't know if they ever were married, so... It's true. Look. <laughs> I, I would rather guess something that doesn't fully make sense yeah, and, yeah. and end my misery. Same, same. <laughs> 
Yeah, I have. Because this uh, is a very, very difficult. What's it? Tindwell. It is not Tindwell. I'm going to pass. Okay. I'd have to pass too. I, I've no idea <laughs> yeah, whatsoever. I, I don't know. Okay. Totally don't know. drawing blanks. Clue five. This character makes a choice that they consider heretical in order to help the main character. Oh boy. Who's married? And has a daughter? Uh, and is not Navani. <laughs> and it's not Navani. <laughs> I'm too hungry to think. <laughs> oh, um, it's ice. It is the ice. Oh, oh that one's a white sand one. Yeah. You guys got yeah. John oh, okay. Akron for the last question. <laughs> I, I really like both of these. They're like good, important characters. Yeah. But like the things are specific and I don't uh, know. White these, sand these are both I thought really good. Ever important. <laughs> Apart from Chris. Right. <laughs> Our white sand characters. Chris's. Chris's. Chris, yeah, Chris's. Everyone else. But... Kenton, you know, she, she, ice is very man. important to the plot of White Sand. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's that is true. true. Yeah. All right, and I'm gonna do the priority queue for just ten dollars a month. You can uh, get your name at the end of videos and be a herald, and occasionally submit things to our priority queue, which we will read in less than a year, probably. Uh, faster. Also makes you more handsome, beautiful, and intelligent. That's true. Uh, Only the occasional torture. And my drive you mad. Because you're Harold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you, you got to spend some time on Brace, but, you know, you'll that's, be fine. That's only after a few thousand years. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Uh, this one is sent by Psycho. Uh, clue one. This character has strong ties to a noble family. Which doesn't narrow it down at all. <laughs> Vin. Define strong and define noble. Uh, I, you would say uh, noble as in nobility. Like you would, you would be definitely nobility. We, we've, we've come a few circle, by the way, because at the start of the episode, which maybe cut content, so exclusive preview or uh -huh. review, we talked about like names and etymology. And my name, Evgeny, comes from a Greek word that I don't remember at the moment, which means noble in the context of like well-born. So like in the context of nobility, not like of like chivalry. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like oigenos, like high birth or something like that, maybe? Yeah, 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 high birth. Yep. I'm gonna guess Gliss. It's not Gliss. I like it. You know, spread have ties, I feel like, so... Yeah, yes, absolutely. And that's why I'm guessing Yelegna. Yes. <laughs> not Yelignar, okay. G right. Gliss, Gliss is certainly connected to a noble family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I never actually found it when we were talking earlier about name etymologies, but I just did, so I'm just going to like randomly jump in and go off what Argent just said, because I've always found this funny. Um, like the meaning of my maiden name was like a wealthy Scottish bell ringer who likes to wake up the um, inn patrons, and 
I always that found that hilarious. Very specific. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is that there's multiple meanings depending on like mm-hmm. which like culture you're looking in. So I just like smushed a bunch together because it sounded really funny. <laughs> so I wanted to share that. Nice. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Queen Sari Savi Taravangian's daughter. Oh no, it's not them. Granddaughter. He has a very long name that I can't pronounce <laughs> and I don't remember the shortening of it. That's with S. Yeah. Savril Daheim. Savri. Yeah, like. I think it's Savri. Yeah, it is, it is Savri. That's the short one. But... Uh, I think I'm waiting for you, Evgeny. Uh, no, I guess Devin. Oh, okay. Uh, clue to uh, this character can levitate slash fly. Still. It's not Sil. Mm. The Lopen. It's not the Lopen. Yeah, what is a Kaladin? Because he does have a connection to the nobility, but like yeah. it's not a strong connection. So, but I'm going to go with Kaladin. It's not Kaladin. I think Kaladin applies. Mm. He has a strong tie to uh, Dalinar. <laughs> I think that I think that applies. Oh, yeah, I guess he was adopted by Dalinar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ishi. Are you thinking like blood ties to nobility though? Ah, uh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ishi or Ishi or however you pronounce it, the the Sion. Oh, Ishi. Ishi, yeah. Ash. No, no. It's it's supposed to be Ishi, but I assume that yeah. Eric would pronounce that as Ash. <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, <laughs> Grace, did you guess? Yeah, I guessed still. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, clue. Three, this character is negatively impacted from a from their bond with a human. Fenderama, Anna. It's not Fenderama. Mm. Rana. Ah. <laughs> I don't know. Rana. Rana. I don't actually Maya. know how it ends. I think it's Anna. No, it's Anna. Yeah. Maya. It's not S- Maya. Stormfather? <laughs> not <laughs> Stormfather. Alright. <laughs> You guys are making me can fly. Can fly. That doesn't count. Oh, that character. <laughs> oh, yes. He's like started with like, ah, it starts with an R. I'll get there eventually, maybe. Yeah. I changed my mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rabonio. It's not Raboniel. Clue four. This... Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, clue four. This character is not from Roshar. Yeah. Uh, Rayodin's Sion, whose name I don't remember. It is Rayodin's Sion. <laughs> I, I was like, ah, you got a Sion. Oh, it's Marvin, Aine, of course it's Aine. Right Aine, right, yeah. <laughs> I was well, actually Marvin... there thinking like, do any kings have like AVRs or like any noble families have AVRs? Kingmaker. Oh. <laughs> no, Marvin, Marvin has a history of, of guessing yeah. the wrong non-human character. <laughs> I guess the right I- horse and not you. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the right track and that connection to nobility meant like magic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I mean, thanks like, for friend. that. That's why I guess. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do like Clue 5, though. This character's name was the first spoken by someone in the Cosmere publication-wise. Because, like, Raiden wakes up and mm. he's asking for his Seon. Oh. 
Oh, that's yeah, cool. I that's a cool clue that I would not have remembered. <laughs> <laughs> that's like I a cool when... trivia point to put onto the Copper Mine page. Yeah, that is that is a pretty cool uh, trivia point. Well, thank you for that, Psycho. All right. Well, you. I hope you enjoyed this episode, which was a lot, and there's still a lot more to come. Uh, you can find us on 70chart.com for all your news, discussion, theories, and fun that you could ever want. Uh, we have a great Discord server. It's got a lot of people. All the fun that you could ever want. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube. You can support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar. Uh, and, you know, comment below about uh, the Ghost Bloods. <laughs> yep, that's that's my call to action. That's very specific. Tell very us, useful. tell us your ghost blood code name. Ooh, nice. Ooh. What is your ghost blood code name? You're very good at that, Evgeny. Me, I'm just tired and hungry at the end of this. <laughs> so I I am. That's because I am a social media slut. <laughs> okay. On that note, I'll see you all next time. Bye. 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 Peace.